welcome to episode 8 of At The Movies. The date is the 26th of June, 2019, and my name is John. I'm Nick. I'm James. Hi guys, how are you doing? All good, all good. It's yeah, been well. a while, been a while. Uh, it has, the last episode we did was Bohemian Rhapsody. It was. Although we have got an episode in between that that will be up by this point, but... Uh, yeah, so how are you guys doing? What have you been up to for the last three months? <laughs> oh, I forgot we've been doing a Game of Thrones, haven't we, in between? Yeah. That was why there's been a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, we, uh, a bit of Game of Thrones. I'm not a big Game of Thrones. Yeah, not a fan. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of the podcast? <laughs> was it, <laughs> was it better, than, better than the I show? I started watching it, I was like, oh, this is like Game of Thrones, isn't it? I'm like, turn it off. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, what have you been up to for the last few months? Nothing. Nothing. No, like I said, we've been doing the Game of Thrones for that like massive stretch of time, and uh, yeah, since then, well, not too much. Been, what are you doing? Been, been out a few times. That's fine. Just um, been a bit, bit of that. Well, worth mentioning. I don't know if we're okay mentioning that you're uh, you're leaving the country. Yeah, going away uh, for a bit. Yeah, uh, doing a bit, doing a bit of uh, traveling around Southeast Asia for a few months. So. Yeah, it's going to be a sad episode. It's going to be a last one for a while, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you're leaving uh, Leaving next week, aren't you? Yeah. Cue, cue, cue sad music. Yeah. I feel like everyone's really sad about it, apart yeah. from you. You're like, oh, I'll be back. <laughs> 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 it's not a problem. It's extended holiday. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be good. Um, get some, hopefully get some nice pictures of things. Beautiful Yeah. to look forward to yeah, yeah. that'll be good uh, yeah. just to avoid the uh, the raptors yeah. you'll be you'll be sound yeah so we've arranged a little surprise for you we've got your leaving cake coming in oh, uh. oh, <laughs> oh. but yeah it'll be your last one for a while though so we'll have to make it a good one yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah so uh, you've just been busy with getting your preparations yeah. done and stuff haven't you seeing uh, friends and family and all that yep yep and, uh, away to Hornsey on the east coast is that like northeast or southeast? I think it's just directly east from us. Right, right, right like Hull, Hull area. Yeah, not far from Hull. Yeah, yeah. right. Like Bridlington Way. Mm -hmm. Good, good for puffins and some weird animals there. Good. Sounds good, sounds good. I've not been up to too much of a... I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but we've got like a new retro arcade in Warrington now, haven't we? We have, yeah. Like right near where we work. Have oh, we not been yet? No. no. You've been there, haven't you? I've been yeah. a few times, yeah. Yeah, it's been been great. I'm going there like every weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm like uh, top of quite a few of the quite a few of the mm -hmm. games. Uh, have you guys watched King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters? Yeah, I know which one. Have you seen no. it? The documentary. Yeah, the the guy in that Billy Mitchell who's basically the bad guy. I'm the Billy Mitchell of the Warrington Arcade, like just <laughs> cheating to get to the top of all the arcades. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm top of Time Crisis Four. I think it is. I'm top of uh, Fast and Furious. Like not just top, I'm like miles clear as well at the top, yeah. I think well, you mentioned that. Uh, there was a few kids on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade cabinet a few weeks ago. They got like right to the end of the game virtually, and then I just got bored and left. So I hopped on, finished the game for them, and took all their high scores. So Amazing. that was pretty good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah, on that high score table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, time crimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've seen it, yep. Yeah, time crimes, have you seen that? Yeah. Um, I think I know of it. I've not really watched it. I watched it. That's a 
Wait, oh, you're into your time travel films this week. That's a weird yeah, twisty turn. Um, we'll talk about them all later. But yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Time crimes, that's the it's Spanish or Spanish, I think, yeah. Directed by Nacho Vigalondo, I think it's called. Yeah. So it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay, yeah. Everyone looked, everyone raved about it when it came out, but it, it's okay, like nothing to uh, well, I've not seen Prime yet. I, I quite like it, apparently it's pretty accurate. I believe so. Feels weird to, uh, feels weird to say something's accurate. Yeah, <laughs> but like people believe it's the most realistic portrayal of time travel in a film kind of thing. Oh, but really? I've not seen it yet. What films is Primer? Primer. It I've was never, on Netflix for ages. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, but I never got around to watching it. Mm. I think Inman is a fan. I think Inman has mentioned it. it yeah. Is that like what's it about? Primer. Quite low budget uh, time travel film. Oh, fair enough. Like, yeah. are you talking about it later? Did you say? Or are you just wanted to go in? I don't think so. We just got on to it because we were talking I, about, about time well, travel. Well, but yeah, I've never seen it. So like. Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar, yeah. Yeah, the way that handles time dilation and stuff, that's quite interesting. Isn't that like, I've heard that's supposed to be like the most scientifically accurate. Yeah, the way it handles it when like they're down on that planet for like 20 minutes and then they go back up and it's been like 30 years or something. There was another time travel thing I was going to mention then, but I can't think now. Oh, you mentioned it a minute ago. What was it? Looper. Looper. Yeah, uh, well, I used to like Looper, but now it's directed by Ryan Johnson, who, uh, so now yeah, it's been tainted in retrospect, <laughs> yeah, so. It's a shame when gets, gets uh, ruined. <laughs> yeah. Because he's dead to you. It's pretty much, yeah, yeah. Uh, got a bit of news for you both, if you're interested. Yeah. I think we've spoke about the Irishman quite a bit on this podcast. Uh, the yeah. Scorsese, yeah. Uh, is it Jimmy Hoffa? It's about, uh, um, could it's coming, meant to be coming out at the end of this <laughs> year. The aging technology in it and stuff like that. Yeah, of, of all the main actors. Yeah, like a Pacino, Pacino, Joe Pesci, and De Niro. Yeah, yeah, being true. reunited for the first time since uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, I'm sure we've said on this podcast we were worried about it. Like, see, I think it got pushed back a bit, and it was and costing. Pacino, as well. Pacino yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah, Pacino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he wasn't Goodfellas. No, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't think they'd ever uh, heat, not to, not all yeah. three of them together. No, no. Oh, it's like they've kind of been yeah. reunited with each other, kind of thing. Yeah, never yeah. So the three I'm thinking of are Scorsese, De Niro, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah. it's good yeah. fellas. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Casino. Yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> oh, they do all the films together. <laughs> Got a bit of news for you though. On the back of us being worried about it, uh, IndieWire. Martin Scorsese is a bit worried about Irishman de-aging effects. It's due out this year, so like... Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, during a recent appearance on A24's A Bigger Canvas podcast. Why is it not an old podcast? Why is he doing... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get him on next time. Before you back, we'll get him, yeah, get yeah. him involved then. Yeah. We'll pay for his flight over, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scorsese admitted to the souvenir director, Joanna Hogg, that the VFX required to de-age the actors continues to worry him. De Niro's present day appearance and his de-aged look will be mixed up throughout the movie. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, they're spending 200 million to, to like get this film made and stuff and it sounds like it's going to be a massive gamble kind of thing. It might not work. Could look <laughs> weird or something. So. I mean, it might look weird. If the stories are there, it might be all right. Martin Scorsese sort of hoping it's going to be 
Am yeah. I, am I it's a Netflix film, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of taken another point off you, isn't it? Yeah, but like Netflix taking a big gamble on it. It could be the end of Netflix, this, like if the. Uh, I, mean, I suppose it won't be, will it? But. Yeah, I don't know, but it's a bit of a gamble, but like I say. Well, I'm sure they will do like a release in the cinema, but it's. Yeah, it will be limited. It still feels weird, doesn't it? Like a Netflix film by, by Marty, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, so apparently he's worried about the effects. Why not just use, like, makeup? Like, well, get the people who make uh, the Star Wars ones, I think, the people who did the Star Wars movies yeah. pretty well. I can't remember what they're called now, like something by light or something. Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or just cast the younger actors to play the, <laughs> the younger parts. Like. Yeah. I think people would get pissed off because it's a reunion film. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. If they're cutting back and forth. They need to give someone at Disney a shout, don't they? Disney seems to have got it down. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, that's a good yeah. point actually. Yeah. They won't let them anywhere near ILM, will they? Yep. I don't know I don't know how that works actually, whether Disney now own ILM or whether they're still independent or not. I'm sure they were part of LucasArts, which they bought, so I don't know whether they actually Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to we'll look into that. For the next one maybe. Uh, but yeah, I just thought I'd uh, chuck that out there. We mentioned the Irishman quite a bit, so Yep. Right, have you guys. Oh, well, I believe it's the end of the year, but right. they keep on, I think, pushing it back. So along with uh, the new Tarantino one next month. Next month. Next yeah. month. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, July. Well, literally, literally weeks away now. Weeks away, like two or three weeks away, I think. Excited for that one. I can't wait for that one. Cannot wait. Yeah. Well, when when you get back, we can hopefully get a Tarantino uh, yeah. podcast knocked together. Yeah. Yeah, well, on that topic, we'll, uh, what's the word? Segway. Segway. Straight into, straight to the main film. Have you guys got anything else you want to go mention before going into it? No, Noob. Uh, this week, we're talking about True Romance, a film from, I think, 1993, directed by Tony Scott. Uh, the reason we're doing it is, it's been written by Quentin Tarantino. That's how, yeah. So uh, we thought we'd give it, almost like a test run for when we do do the Tarantino uh, podcast. Oh, and another reason why we're doing this is that everything out at the cinema at the moment is absolute garbage. Yeah. There's nothing worth watching, so uh, we thought we'd go open the vault and go back to an old film instead. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Nick, have you got a synopsis there? I have, yeah. Um, in Detroit, a lonely pop culture geek marries a call girl, steals cocaine from her pimp, and tries to sell it to Hollywood. Meanwhile, the owners of the cocaine, the mob, track them down in an attempt to reclaim it. Okay, that's the plot, and here's a clip. Well, who's your favorite movie star? Burt Reynolds. Uh, you want you want to buy my pie? Yes, I would. A good one. All right. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> you all right? That's good. Mm-hmm. You like it? Mm-hmm. What kind of music you like? Bill Spector, girl group stuff like he's a rebel. What are your uh, What are your turnouts? Mm, Mickey Rock. And it can appreciate the fine things in life, like sugar. Mm. <laughs> Elvis's voice, kung fu, pot. Turn offs. <laughs> Turn offs. Mm-hmm. Persians. <laughs> Do you uh, have a fella? Ask me that one a little bit later. Okay, so that was true romance, uh, right? What did you guys think of this film? 
straight to the end of the film, there's like three or four groups of people trying to kill each other. Yeah, I've got a few notes about this. Like, it's a weird, a weird plot and a weird like script. I think maybe it's because Tarantino. I guess it's one of the first ones he wrote, kind of thing. But it just doesn't seem to follow like much of a formula in terms of like a three act structure or anything like that. Uh, have you guys watched many Tony Scott films at all? Like who directed? No, but I was I was looking it up the other day. Um, he he did. I think you mentioned it the other day, didn't you? Um, Belt. Does oh, one that Tarantino kind of co-written? Didn't he do that? Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Tarantino wrote this one, but no, oh, Crimson Tide. Crimson, sorry. Crimson Tide. So, yeah. Denzel films, doesn't he? Yeah, as he was a big, big fan of Denzel. Yeah, uh, did Man on Fire. Yeah. Did uh, God, he's done, done loads of them. I can't think now what they are. Uh, Deja Vu. That was with Denzel. Yeah. Uh, not with Denzel, but he did uh, the Taking of Pelham One Two Three remake. He did Top Gun. Yeah. Did Days Top of Thunder. Oh, yeah, I saw Top Gun. Yeah. Um, what's the one Will Smith? Oh, Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State yeah. Well. Great director, I love Tony Scott. Yeah, uh, everyone just knows his brother, more like Ridley Scott, who did like Alien and Blade yeah, Runner. Yeah. But I think Tony is not. A, he hasn't done a film, yeah, exactly, to the level of Blade Runner. This is probably one of his stronger films. Definitely one of his better ones, yeah, I think. Definitely. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tony Scott. But he, he killed it. Well, I say he killed himself. He had like a, an inoperable, inoperable brain tumor, I believe. So uh, one night he just got like a bottle of really expensive wine and jumped off a. Like, was it the San Francisco Bridge or something? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. something I did spot when I was looking him up yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, he killed himself by suicide. Yeah, 2012 he did that. So, uh, yeah, I, him. I thought I thought it was great, Tony Scott. But uh, So it's like a weird mashup of his style. Like, with Tarantino-esque elements. Exactly, a Tarantino plot, but with his, like, kind of... Like, I feel like Michael Bay. Everything about Michael Bay just rips off, rips off Tony Scott. He was Michael Bay before Michael Bay was around kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Top Gun. Michael Bay just makes... All of his films are just Top Gun, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's a weird mashup. Um, do any you guys got anything you want to go into first, or...? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, nothing at all? <laughs> I, I know that most of Tarantino's stuff, well, he's more... His older films, they seem to just be a monologue of Quentin Tarantino talking about something. And it's like sometimes yeah. it's like the character, it's a little bit out of character for the character that's speaking this thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because they're all talking in the voice of Tarantino, yeah. kind of thing, like, yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're just using him as a vessel for him to give his opinions out, which is fair enough. It's ca- cartoonish, isn't it? And I, think, yeah. I think, like, one of his first ones as well, it's even better because it's actually him, you know, Four Rooms. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That like, and he's literally just um getting his opinions out there in that. I'm sure he's just going on about like stuff he hates and that. Yeah. yeah his first film then, Four Rooms, or his second film. I think Reservoir Dogs is technically his first one, but he did like a short film before that, like yeah, somebody's wedding or something. And uh, I've never seen it, but uh, so Reservoir Dogs was his first film. Then he did Pulp Fiction, and then around about the same time, I think Four Rooms came out. Yeah, it was four stories, wasn't it? Yeah, four different directors. Yeah. yeah. Quentin Tarantino, the one with um, with Bruce Willis at the end, uh, yeah. about what light and lighter, yeah, yeah. twenty times in a row, yeah, yeah. and if they fail, they get the thumb cut off or something. Yeah. <laughs> I liked um, what's his name, the English guy in it. In four rooms, uh, Tim Roth. Yeah, Tim yeah. Roth, incredible. Yeah. I love it, that actor. And in Pulp Fiction, he was, he was good in that yeah. as well. Yeah, and Reservoir Dogs. Of course, yeah. I forgot, I forgot who's in that. And the hateful eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I think I think he's a fan of the actor, and he's yeah, yeah. 70, yeah. 
Yep. I mean, David Lynch is as well. Bad luck to it. Yeah, there's a Twin Peaks randomly one. It's just mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Like, just... The newest series. Yeah, the new series of Twin Peaks, yeah. But like I say, with the, with this, like the Tarantino... Uh, sorry, the, the Quentin Slater? Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> His character, to me, is just Tarantino. What a buffer version. Yeah, cooler version, basically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And Alabama's girlfriend is just... His ideal girlfriend, pretty yeah. much like the way he wrote it, kind of thing. Yeah. Like Alabama, in it, she's um, she's a bit rough, isn't she? She's a bit like a white trash, but she's also like quite endearing as well, isn't she? Yeah, quite, quite charming and stuff, and, yeah, 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 yeah. and quite cool as well. Like, yeah, yeah, the, cool, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved Patricia Arquette when I was like 14 when I first watched yeah, this. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> you definitely draw a lot of parallels between the relationship between um, Christian Slater's character and uh, Arquette's character in that. Definitely, yeah. Natural Born Killers, yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, they're almost like the same film, kind of thing, yeah. like just like I two. Yeah. Often, I will have to think about which film that is until I mention it. Yeah. yeah. They look quite different, though, aren't they? Yeah, but like, just the essence of them, they're both like Bonnie and Clive stories, aren't yeah, they? Like, just a, a criminal yeah. couple on the yeah. own. Like. Yeah, I think, like, I, I've always got it mis- mistaken with one another, kind of thing, but. But obviously, like like you said, they're different because natural born killers is obviously just they're assholes, aren't yeah. Their the, the, the whole thing is to kill just people to be assholes. Yeah. This one, honest, it, didn't really mean to do it no, it's kind of more of an accident, and then they're just kind of guy, kind of on the run after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More of a romantic sort of yeah. true romantic sort of thing in it. But I mean, that's one thing that I'm not going to pop at the film, but it's almost a bit too simple the plot for me. I like yeah. plots when they're simple and just eat when they're not too complex. But in this, it's literally just them two, they fall in love, they go on the run, and that's it. Like for two hours, you know what I mean? That's true, but I mean, there are three rival factions that chase them as well. There is, I mean. The way they all meet at the crescendo as well. I do think, I do like that. It's quite a cartoonish way, again, it's more of a comic strip in it than it is. uh, It is, I mean, that's one of the, the things that like, how it doesn't feel like a traditional plot to me. Maybe this would have fit some of my problems with it, but like, the police, Tom Sizemore and Chris Penn, who end up being the two like uh, detectives who do a drug bust? They only come into the film in like literally the last quarter of the film. It's a really weird way to. It's like you're introducing characters in the last thirty minutes of the film, <laughs> who yeah, they, who have a, who play a big part, kind of thing. Oh, my my notes here. Tom Sizemore's my favorite character in the film. Like, I, like Tom Sizemore's the. Uh, the, the detective with the black hair, he finds everything hilarious. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's amazing. Like, isn't it that bit where like um, they're, in, they're in the elevator and um, Christian Slate is like holding a gun to that guy, and that guy's just pissing himself, and he's like, "Oh, he's gonna be fine," and he's like, "Oh shit, he's not gonna be fine." <laughs> he's gonna kill him. No, he's just messing around. Yeah. With him. Just, I'll cut it in here. Like, just the stuff he laughs at, I think it's yeah. incredible. Just keep cutting to him laughing all the time. Like the, yeah. The other guy, uh, his sidekick sort of character, reminds me of the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Watching it last night, I've seen Chris Penn in loads of stuff. He's in Reservoir Dogs as well. Uh, he's the guy who organised the whole of, thing. Um, yeah. Uh, Bar- oh, oh no, sorry, yeah, that's Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen. Who looks like... So he looks like Tom... Sa- oh, actually, I don't know. No, no, no. The guy I'm thinking of... They is, look very similar. Yeah, they look really similar. Yeah. But the other guy, the one who looks like Jonah Hill, is in Reservoir Dogs as the son of the old yeah, bald guy who puts it all together. Rich, rich, like, yeah, sort of thing, yeah, and he comes in at the end for the, the big shootout at the end of uh, Reservoir Dogs. But yeah. 
I thought Jonah Hill last night when I was watching it. I was like, I never noticed before, but Chris Penn is like Jonah Hill. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or the other way around, yeah, exactly, yeah. But like when the detectives come into it like three quarters of the way through and they're trying to trying to bust the uh, movie producer and they're like, well, he did do uh, Coming Home in a Body Bag. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good I'm film, actually. Good Fucking good film, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see this film now. I know, yeah. And when they go to the to Lee, the movie, movie producer later, they're, they're doing dailies for uh, Body Bags too. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is actually Body Bags too, I'm a producer. That's pretty good. It's not gonna shoot him. Clear enough, motherfucker. He's gonna shoot him. Oh, oh man, I like this Claridge kid. This fucking guy's crazy. No, we were saying, we were saying before, weren't we, about um, do you know the the guy with dreads? Oh um, yeah, I think he's a class character. Isn't he? I do as well. Like, um, oh, uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, and like yeah. unrecognizable yeah. As, as always. <laughs> such a good, um, such a good character as well. Yeah, the yeah. White. Drexel. He goes, you just think it was White Guy Day? And he goes, nah, man, this ain't White Guy Day. Yeah, and that's another thing. I, I knew at the time, but like, uh, just when Sam Jackson comes in for like just one scene, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, Sam Jackson, I forgot, I forgot he was cool in that. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, he just gets popped. Just blown away, <laughs> just like in Goodfellas. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's um, pretty good. Brilliant scene, that. Um, and also the Christopher Walken scene, that's... that's that's probably the highlight of the that's film. That's the highlight of the film, in my opinion. But that is a weird thing, like, before we get onto the actual scene... Why doesn't Christopher Walken come back into the film again later? Yeah. Like, why is he not there at the shootout at the end? He's like, just I suppose he's... Yeah, true, yeah. He does mention early on that he's the, I've not killed a guy since 1985. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed killing you sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, I'm Don Vigenzo, the yeah. co- consul for Blue Loop Boy or whatever it is. Yeah. Like. Yeah, so that whole scene is amazing, though. Brilliant. Don't think we can actually repeat it on the podcast, can we? <laughs> what what's said? But uh, oh, yeah. we can we can bit on the racist side. Yeah, <laughs> a bit on the racist side. But I, I find that with with Quentin Tarantino films or ones that have been written by him, they're very race heavy. Especially early on, he, he threw the N word around a lot, didn't yeah. he? Uh, he got he got flack for it. You know, a lot of people yeah. gave him flack for it. But I think Sam Jackson's always defending him. Yeah, is, 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 is that like so he gets the reaction though? Like, Probably. Yeah. The, the, the Samuel most... Jackson is sort of like the Stephen character in real life of the... uh, of Django, <laughs> like the, the house N word. <laughs> but uh... no, but like like do you not think like for that um, like putting the N word in everything is that so that he gets more of a reaction out of people? So that, I, I don't think it's. I just think Tarantino's got a thing about having people talk like they would really talk. I mean, like, yeah, that, to be fair, that makes because sense. Because that character probably would say. Because those people those would talk like that in, that in the 90s. Kind probably of, not yeah. very nice people, these anyway, in the film. Exactly, yeah, they're, the not, they're not, uh, not upstanding up characters. No, these, are, kind that, of these are murderers and James Gandalfini. See, yeah, yeah, I was going to mention him. Yeah, I, I love that actor. But um, How good. And, and in this film as well, when he's um, when he goes to the motel, yeah. um, he. Like I loved him in that scene. Like I, <laughs> I thought it was dead creepy. Do you know when he's just like when he's uh, just sat there with a shotgun and he just punched yeah. her in the face and he's just yeah. like so cold about it. It's like oh, the first, like the, f- the first, first time, but the first time. It's just the bitch of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. When you when you sat on you know the guy, uh, in, in, was it in Texas who was on a tower with a sniper rifle? Oh yeah, yeah. A black dot, and I bet that was that was a pain in the ass taking uh, that first taking one. That yeah. first shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it's worth mentioning like the cast in this film. I don't know how on earth they got. I mean, a lot of them... It's a low-budget film to a degree. That's what well, I mean. It's not, not really low-budget. Like I'm not sure what the budget is, actually. But, like, they're not in it for long, you know what I mean? Like, they're, just, yeah. they're in and they're out. But to get all the actors in the film that they have done is, like, mm. a weird, like, achievement. Yeah. I say Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Brad Pitt, uh, 
Christopher Walken. Yeah. Brad Pitt as well. Like yeah. that, I, love that, him. That. I love him as a stoner. He's brilliant. I feel like they caught it at a good time where like a lot of these people weren't fully famous yet. You know what I mean? So they could, I know, they, could they were pretty them. big, weren't they? 1993 was it the film came out. Yeah, I feel like Brad Pitt was just on the cusp of becoming yeah, like yeah. really popular. Yeah. Like Seven was two years later and stuff, wasn't it? Like Sam Jackson, Pulp Fiction was a year after this, so he hadn't really like landed yet, kind of yeah, thing. That's true. But, but like you say, that's like, there's like Christopher five, Walken, five, though, he's, he's five a, or he's six a people in this film. Oh, there's there's a, there's massive actors. And what about um, um, that? That like um, we're Dennis in it Hopper. for. Say Dennis Hopper, he's like he was a massive actor. He's, at the he's time. a veteran at the time. Wasn't he? Can yeah. say that like they're all like um, in it for minutes. Gary Oldman. Literally minutes, like, yeah. like they say, Gary Oldman's in Val, it. Val Kilmer's in it. He might as well not even be in it. Exactly. Yeah, he's but, Elvis in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much all of them are in it for barely any I time. like that, though. I like it, yeah. yeah the, I'd rather loads of good actors than just yeah, be in one it for a minute. One, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Bronson Pinchot, I mean, it's not exactly the same level as the other ones, but he's in it for a bit. Which one's he? He's the uh, guy who works for the drug dealing movie producer. Who in one of the best scenes in the film gets like a bag of cocaine to smash in his yeah, face yeah. when the policeman sort of when the police yeah. come over and he, uh, like <laughs> him, yeah. he's trying to get his girlfriend to throw it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. He was famous in the eighties for being like Be- the Beverly Hills Cop films and stuff. Oh, uh, right. Bronson Pinchot. I've got to recognise him. James Gandolfini, you mentioned. Uh, uh, Michael Rappaport. He was quite famous at the time. He was Dick Ritchie. Uh, I'm sure there's more that I'm not even thinking yeah. of. Like. Uh, yeah, it's a great cast. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I just wanted to quickly jump back to the start. Uh, the the very start of the film, I'm sure this was a year or two after Robin Hood, and it's a Morgan Creek production. I think that's right, Morgan Creek. Uh, and the logo comes on at the start of the film. The Morgan Creek logo has the Robin Hood theme tune for it. Did you guys notice this at all? Or? No. And I always thought in my head that... It's Morgan Creek like a little blue line that moves up and down. Yeah, and like the theme tune is like... Which is the Robin Hood thing, right, like. okay. but I always thought in my head that that isn't the Morgan Creek logo. I'd watch Robin Hood that much that that just comes up before Robin Hood, and that's part of the soundtrack. It's yeah. like you watch a film like when the ET thing flies past on the Amblin, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I just exactly, thought that's yeah. just what the logo it's a was." ET. Yeah, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then this film starts with the Morgan Creek logo, and it's the actual Robin Hood theme. So I don't know whether like they took it from Robin Hood or Robin Hood. Got the, the, the theme from the logo of the <laughs> film. Like, you know, wow. I'll, I'll look into that for next time. I should have probably done it this time. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quite some cool, good scenes early on watching a uh, Sonny Sheba films in the in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, was that the three um, Kratty movies in a, in a row? Kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He should have known there was something. Well, I think it, it does actually say there's something. He knew there's something fishy when she it, was that interested in yeah. kung fu movies, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. That was quite good. Uh, worth mentioning as well. Like you guys know that I'm a bigger uh, Hans head. I like Hans Zimmer Hans quite Zimmer, a bit. The soundtrack's yeah. beautiful in this film. This was probably the first time I I even heard of Hans Zimmer. The, yeah. The uh, those steel drums with the little love theme kind of thing that I think you mentioned it were today, James. It's been like in so many films yeah. and like TV adverts. Was it, was it in um, American Beauty as well? Am I thinking of something? I don't else? know. Maybe. Maybe the song sounds similar to it. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely have heard it. In I've heard it in other like stuff. That. Yeah. Mm. It's worth mentioning as well, the film starts in Detroit. In like like 1993 Detroit. It's quite an interesting location because it's just, yeah. just some areas of it are so I, I love one of the opening shots where it's just like these three black guys, these homeless blokes, like huddled around one of those tramp bins that's on mm. fire. And they're all like huddled around. It's like a wide shot and it's just moving in really slowly. And it's just really nicely done. It's a funny thing you mentioned that. Uh, 
that's one of them things recently when you, when you think about how much life has moved on and stuff. When you watch the first Rocky, which was what, like 1978 or something, mm. and the shots of him jogging around Philadelphia and the, the street markets have just got like massive fire bins by the side of the road and people mm. just warming themselves by the, these fire bins. Like, can you imagine that now, like walking around Manchester with the fire bin? In the, you know what I mean? Like the Crazy, health and safety aspects of it kind of thing. Yeah. How much stuff has changed in like 25 years? And I was thinking thing. about this film, think about the way things have changed. Um, when they get away at the end of the film, they just run down the stairs. Like nowadays, they'd have CCTV everywhere. They'd, be, they'd have pictures of everyone. They'd know exactly who everyone was. Yeah. And they'd be out on the lookout for a pink Cadillac yeah. escaping at the end. I know what you mean. I was thinking that watching it, like uh, mm-hmm. where Elvis convinces him, like, no one will care. Just go yeah. and kill her. And does that really mean that if he's got, I know, like he, he loves Elvis, is he going insane in that sort of like his invisible friend or something like that? I don't know if he's going insane. I just think that. It's like a coping mechanism almost. Yeah, he, he just like, tells himself it's all right. Exactly. He, he talks, talks things through with Elvis yeah. in the bathroom. I've always right liked you. Yeah, always have, always will. Look, um, Val Kilmer's down as his mentor, isn't he? So it's just like his mentor throughout the film. Oh, is that, so, what, yeah. he's cast? Is that what he's it, actually it, is like, on the it, yeah, he's I thought it said Elvis at the end, is it not? No, it says mentor. Oh, right. I think it is mentor because they couldn't afford to use, like, the, right use the, the name yeah. for Elvis. But it is Elvis, thing. though, isn't it? That's, what, that's probably why they never show Val Kilmer's face, isn't it? They just thought, let's not even like go there. I think yeah. it might just be, it's a good thing they don't show his face. But I thought they thought, I'm sure they mentioned him by name in the, in the film. They do, he when, says, if I, if I was ever going to fuck one guy, I had to, my life depended on it, it would be Elvis. And there's that bit further on in the film where some guy's got a magazine yeah. and it's got like a Elvis thing. <coughs> this guy's so obsessed with Elvis that that he um, that Costs he, he, him, he sees he? the article and he comes along. And he's like, "This is a great one," and it goes into detail in these parts. It's yeah, yeah. It's one of the best That's journalistic pieces on on the King ever written. Like, yeah, you've got yeah. this bit about the family and yeah. the the obsessive fans. Like they creep me out, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There's a, I think yeah, the Americans must love Elvis. I don't know. I think he's alright, but. Uh, not my favourite musician, but in the, I think I can't remember if it's Devil's Rejects or um, what's the other one called? House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, there's a copper in it who um, is obsessed with Elvis and someone says something like, Elvis is shit. And he goes, don't ever, don't ever speak ill of the king ever again in my presence. <laughs> or something along them lines. I thought that was weird. I've got a note here of Gary Oldman, but I've, I've typed it down as Gary Oldman. It's like uh, a... Like thingy out with that uh, John Hanna TV show, uh, can't, I can't think what it's called now. Mm. Like comedy de- detective show that John Hanna does. Or it reminds me of like calling, imagine calling like Spider Man or Batman, Batman or Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, service. <laughs> Tony's got a habit of doing this as well. Like uh, whenever there's like a bit of a raunchy scene, he lights it all in blue light. Like and there's, there's a scene of this where uh, yeah. he meets Alabama, it's all blue, lit in blue. It does, does exactly the same thing in The Last Boy Scout as well, which is another class Tony Scott film. But, uh, I mean, if it's got Boy Scouts in it and it's got a sex scene, I don't like the sound of this film. Uh, well, it's not, not a total Boy Scout, it's uh, Bruce Willis. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair uh, and again, you can tell it's a QT film when uh, the bit after... I keep wanting to call it Quentin Tarantino, the bit after Christian Slater kills uh, Drexel, mm. he comes back with a lot of hamburgers... And uh, he, he almost does the big kahuna scene. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, best goddamn ham- hamburger I've ever eaten. Or, it's like, yeah, it's Tarantino. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. Yeah. Have you guys got anything else you want to mention? It's worth mentioning, again, the Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken scene is probably the highlight of the film. Uh, I, it's one of the best uh, scenes in cinematic history of the last 30 years, I'd say. Yeah. It's pretty good. The uh, Just the fact that Dennis Hopper knows that he's dead. 
So he knows he has to annoy Christopher Walken that much that he'll just kill him without yeah, like, torturing him kind exactly, of thing or anything yeah. like yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. And there's not only that, but he, he knows obviously that's the whole point of the scene. He knows that Sicilians are mind readers when it comes to liars. That was quite good. I'm gonna look into that like when uh, the whole thing speech he gives about like yeah. Sicilians are the the, the yeah. kings of men have got sixteen giveaways and no eighteen yeah. and women have got twenty. 20 yeah. If you know what to look for, you can read a person like a book. And then that's when Dennis Hopper goes on the tirade of race and how he says that um, yeah, Sicilians were spawned from black people. Yeah, and she annoys him that much that, like... Yeah, he but, and then he goes, and his final thing at the end, he's just like, tell me I'm wrong at the end, which yeah. he knows he's not telling, he knows he's not lying to him. And I think that's the final... And Christopher Walken's laughing, but he's angry like, laughing kind of yeah. thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I love this I love guy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. You're part eggplant. You go, and you're a cantaloupe. He <laughs> <laughs> turns and blows him away, and he's like, I ain't killed anyone since 1984. Yeah, love it. Great. Yeah, cool. so uh, I think I'm pretty much done, to be honest with you. You guys got anything else you want to want to go into? Um, or? I think we should go back to the James Gandolfini scene. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about Gandolfini. Yeah, that's, that, I've, that's one of my favourite scenes in the thing. Yeah. Like I say, he's just like... This is he's a likeable character, even though he's, he's no, he, telling no, people he's, he's killed 100%, people. 100%, yeah, and he's going through that whole speech, though, of uh, yeah. like how, how like, the easier. first one's the, the bunch of the bitch and... Um, after that, it's cakewalk pretty much. But yeah, um, but um, like, like I don't know whether she could overpower him though. And well, she 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 did like weaken him with the 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 corkscrew. Do you know what? It's, it's, yeah. Was it a corkscrew? Was it? I thought it was a Swiss Army knife. It was, I think. So why didn't she when she was bent over? Why didn't she just get, get the, the knife end? Good out point. Of it, yeah. The thing is, when normally it, got quite when a good knife bent, on it. When he bent over to get the thing from under the she bed, had ample time. I, I thought she could have just got him in the back right there, but with the knife, you could just done anything with him yeah. fucked him with the knife <laughs> she was pretty beat up though to be fair she was she, 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 she thinking straight to, yeah yeah it's, a, yeah it's an awful scene though isn't it when uh, it's the bit when after she's done that and it's like right no more must, no more Mr. Nice Guy and she's like oh god <laughs> yeah what you were you were being nice before yeah and he throws her through the shower uh, yeah and throws glass everywhere stuff, yeah. and stuff it's quite horrible where you could see the glass fucking yeah, but sticking the, through I keep forgetting that James Gandolfini is it he looks totally different don't he uh, he does yeah it's probably about ten stone lights we're thinking this film that ended up being before <laughs> before he died. Yeah. Yeah. Sopranos and stuff. I've yeah. literally just come off, off like a watch through of the Sopranos for right. the first time, and like it's, um, I I knew he was in it before, but I'd never I'd like, I'd, I'd never really had any experience. He was like the main guy. Yeah. I'd never had any experience with him before, so um, so watching it now, it's just interesting seeing yeah. him go from this Italian mobster. Well, it's the way around in it, but. Um, you know, going from this guy to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting watching him. Yep. What a yeah. great guy he was. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. Yep. Gandalf, yeah, yeah, great actor. One for my homies. I'm just pouring alcohol on the floor now. <laughs> <laughs> what that sound is in the background. Just a couple of last things to mention, like the shootout at the end. It's all done with like Dutch angles, like every shot is jaunty, on, a, on yeah. a weird, like jaunty angle. Like it's, I don't know why. What the thinking behind that was, other than Tony Scott likes Dutch angles. Does, but... I mean, I've never understood a Dutch angle. Well, uh, like uh, unless you're trying to make something look freakish. Well, like in like the classic ones, like the Batman TV show. Whenever like a villain is on screen at any point in the Batman TV show, it's shot at a Dutch angle to show how crazy the, the, yeah, the, the that bad makes guys sense. are. I think it works in that way. It works with the Batman TV show. Yeah. It's just a weird choice to have like the shootout all done. Yeah. Like, literally every shot is a Dutch angle kind of thing. It's such a bit yeah, off-putting. Like, the room was an awkward <laughs> shape, to be fair, though. I think maybe that might have been some part of the reason. There was, there was cubby holes and stuff everywhere. The, the, the walls went round and there was, like, a sofa. So maybe they had to, like, 
to get more in. To, I don't know. to shoot it in a weird way, essentially, or yeah. And to make obviously you wouldn't do it for that reason, but yeah, yeah, that was literally my last note. To be honest with you, though. Other than Tom Sizemore, is the best character in the... I think he's great, Tom Sizemore. Yeah, he's funny. I just love how much he finds everything so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys got anything else you want to go into, or...? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I quite like it. Well, we'll get into the star ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, do you want to go first, or...? Yeah, it, 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 it's a fantastic film, isn't it? Yeah. Probably four and a half stars, I think. I think. Four and a half. I, I don't know why I've not got a full five. I should do, but... I feel, I feel I feel like I'm comparing it to Tarantino films and yeah, Tarantino films are five stars. This Usually. Is, this for the most part. Um and um this is a four and a half. It's like no matter how much I like this film and Tony Scott, I feel like if Tarantino had directed it, it might be even better kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, I like the fact that I don't know. Because he yeah, yeah. Did. So, I wonder if he if he regrets selling the script or not, you know what I mean? Like if he I think in hindsight he probably did a little bit broken. Oh, it's worth mentioning. I, I think I told this to Nick that in Crimson Tide, which he also did like rewrites on and stuff. Oh, Tarantino did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Did like additional writing for it. The ship's called Alabama and stuff like it. a lot of the names crop up again in Crimson oh, Tide. Right. I didn't know there was in... such a uh, significance. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's really interesting. I need to give that film a go again then. Yep. I've not seen it for a year, about ten years probably. Yeah. But apparently, like it's not well known that he wrote it because. Um, one it was just rewrites like there was a script already and it was just like can you please help spruce it up a little <laughs> um, bit yeah spruce it up a bit and um, and at the time because he was such a young um, up and coming director writer and director, writing director he uh, didn't have is it a WGA or something he weren't part of the WGA the Screen Guild or oh, something. yeah it's like a, yeah so they weren't allowed to um, credit him credit him yeah mm. Yeah, he's uncredited, didn't he? Yeah. I always thought maybe he just didn't want to be credited on it. Right? But no, apparently it's because he, 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 he was happy to be credited on on the, the guy's previous film, though. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. You up so much, Jimbo? What are you giving it out of five stars? I, I'm struggling really with it because I, I, I think going back to the weird star rating system that we uh, adopted, there should be two star rating systems. As far as Quentin Tarantino films go, it's not as good as it. It's like maybe four, three, three and a half. Stars, it's still pretty good. Is that film. based on like Pulp Fiction being a five kind of thing? Like, yeah, 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 probably. Oh, that's fair enough, yeah. Um, well, yeah, as, as a film, I'd probably give it four, four and a half, maybe four and a half at a push. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I've been on the verge, I've been thinking about it like all day, like today, thinking do I go four and a half or do I go five? And just the fact I'm thinking about it, I think, means it's a four and a half. Like, you don't... Yeah. Normally, I'd, if it was a five, I'd be like, yeah, that's a five-star yeah. film. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, it's not my favourite film I've ever seen. So I was going to say five would be my favourite thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty good, though. Yeah, so I'm going to go with four and a half as well. Recommended. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. R.I.P. Tony Scott, great director. Yep. May, uh, he, may he rest in peace. Yep. Along with James Galdafini. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll move on to what we've watched. Okay, that was the main film, guys. Uh, we've got a few other things we want to talk about, if that's okay. Uh, we mentioned Chernobyl, the HBO TV show, which aired a month yep. or two ago. Yeah, it's, a, it's currently the highest rated um, HBO series ever, isn't it? I think, I think TV or show. Or oh, is it actually? I believe oh. it's a TV wow, show, isn't really? it? On IMDb. Uh, that's interesting, because really, it's not many episodes. They're high budget, but they didn't have to put much into it, and the story was already written for them. All you had to do was just construct it, didn't they? So, 
It is a weird thing. I'm not saying I I like things that are based on real real events, like, but. Well, that's the thing. Like, it feels weird to say that you enjoyed it and you liked it because it's based on an awful real event. Yeah. So, where do you want to start with it? Like, uh, like you mentioned, it's HBO. It's one of their big productions that they uh, they put out, but it came out of nowhere, kind of thing. Like, no one even. I didn't expect it, no. No one was, or maybe some people were, but the majority of people weren't waiting for this, you know, with bated breath kind of thing. No. no. I, did, I honestly didn't even know it was uh, coming out. I just saw it was out. I was like, oh, God, I'll give yeah. it a watch, why not? Yeah. They do a good job as well of, like, of the way they space out the episodes. Like, episode one happens with the actual reactor meltdown. Yeah. And episode two is, like, a week later, is it or something? Then it's, like, so, a month yeah. later. Then, like, a year, I think, like, six months or a year later. Yeah, it's sort of spread out. Yeah, it keeps jumping further, yeah. further and further ahead in time kind of thing. Yeah. And it's got a good, really good cast as well. Yeah, I'm gonna say I love the actors in that film. Um, <laughs> one of my favourite ones is probably quite an underrated one. I think he was in um, The Office. Who's the Oh, Chris Finch from The Office? I never know what the actual actor's called. Yeah, I, I don't know what his name is. He's been loads of stuff. He's a good actor. Yeah, he, but he basically plays like a Russian general in this. But I've been I've recently watched um, uh, the fall of. Um, Stalin. Oh, the death of the Stalin. Death, sorry, the death, yeah. of, the death of Stalin, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he plays the same sort of character in that, like a oh, really? hard man. I've not seen that yet. That's by uh, Armando Armando Yanucci, who did like the Pretty thick good. of it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah. It, it's very similar to, yeah. to, to, to that sort of thing. That political comedy kind of yeah, thing. And like, it, yeah, it works. I was hoping for Peter Capaldi to just pop up in it. Yeah, so. as Malcolm Tucker. Yeah. Just abuse someone and walk yeah. off like. Yeah, cunt. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but like with the cast on Chernobyl, uh, like Jared Harris plays the main guy. I think it's called like Victor Legasov or something. One with the big bl- big glasses on. The big glasses on. What, what, what's he been in? Camp. I don't think I've ever seen him before. Been loads of little stuff, small stuff. Like he was in a, a horror film called I can't even think what it's called now. Oh god, my memory tonight is just all over the place. It was in the the movie Lost in Space, which is probably oh, yeah, I remember not the best one. recommendation, did, to be he, honest. Who did you play in that? He was the older Will Robinson in that. Ah, right. Another weird time travel element yeah, to that it as well. Actually, it's, got, it's got Joey from Friends in it. Yeah. Can you imagine if they'd have predicted what he would have looked like now? It was like the bloke who used to be on Top Gear. He was just like... Oh, Chris Evans? No, I mean... Oh. He was on top. Oh, game, sorry, Joey. Yeah, yeah was I thought you meant Jared Harris looked like Chris Evans. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> kind of does. Yeah, ginger. Sort of. yeah. yeah, but uh, it was also in a uh, the Poltergeist remake. I don't know why the only films I can remember are the garbage ones that he's done. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine think of anything good he's done. But he, trust me, he's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> please, believe you gotta believe me. Believe me. Uh, the, Stellan Skarsgård is the other Russian guy. Yeah, yeah that's Catholic. who I was trying to think of. Is that has he got a brother or something? He's got a lot of sons. Alexander, uh, is he one? He's yeah. his son. Yeah. The guy who played Pennywise the Clown in the new film is yeah. another one. Oh, really? Yeah. Bill Skarsgård, I think, or yeah, something yeah. like that. There is a, there's a lot of Skarsgårds in there. There's a lot of them. They're yeah. all like 20 foot tall as well. Yeah, the really tall family. Yeah. <laughs> they're one uh, long, long men, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Mortimer is the like uh, the scientist who comes from Belarus to like help stop the meltdown kind yeah. of thing oh yeah she's good I've, I can't remember what, what I've seen her in now I think was it Emily Mortimer Emily Watson sorry that's a different Emily I know, I, I know I'm all over the place tonight mate. literally I, yeah. don't, I don't know what, what, what she's been in she was in Red Dragon as the blind yeah, uh, yeah I remember now she touches uh, the murderer's back and she, she's in love the, the, yeah she's in love with the murderer basically yeah yeah, and that, who was played by um, Ray Fiennes? Oh, Ray Fiennes is such a good actor. Yeah, he's good he looks like a big Russian bloke. He looks similar to a Skarsgård, doesn't he? Mm, it could be a Skarsgård, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, 
I'm sure there's more people in there. I can't think now. There's so many people come and go in this this show. I, that I, I, yeah, there's only one like <coughs> obviously I recognise Skarsgård, but um, the only person I recognised like straight away was the um, it was the guy in charge of the room. Um, oh know. yeah, the, the Atlov. Oh, was he on? Yeah. Uh, he was on Friday night dinner. Friday night yeah. dinner. Yeah. He was funny on that. But to, I, I never to see him in it, this, but... it's like it's quite a scary bloke, and he's a bit, a bit of like yeah, a, yeah. Com- a bit intimidating guy. Plays a bastard in this, doesn't he? Like, yeah. yeah. But in Friday night dinner, not not the best program there was. Pretty, it's all right for a couple of laughs if you're yeah. pissed or something. Um, but he's quite weak. He's a weakling in this. Yeah, in, in compared that. to this. Like, yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, there was a, the young lad that didn't really play much of a part in it. Um, who was in episode four? Who was shooting all the pets? Yeah, that's, that's right. Of. That's right. He was in like Dunkirk. Dunkirk. He, uh, I can't um, think of his name now. I think he's an Irish actor. I'm sure. He's yeah. In the killing of the sacred deer as well. Yeah, that's he? what I was thinking of. Yeah. the main, the main like guy whose dad dies or something in that film. Yeah, and he's then he blames revenge, like yeah, um, Colin, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's character. Yeah. And Nicole Great Kidman. film that. Oh, Killing of a Sacred Day is one of my like favourite films of the last five years. Kind of yeah, thing. I agree. It's amazing. It's a good one, that, yeah. If I ever get around to doing my uh, top five for, for last yeah. year, Lob's Killing of a really Sacred Day. as well. Well, I've got it on Blu-ray and never watched it, but oh, I've heard it's not that. as good as Killing of a Sacred Day, so that's why I've been it holding it. It came out before it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's earlier it, into it, yeah. yeah. I think before Killing of a Sacred Day, it was probably considered... Like better, Pretty good, well, yeah. yeah. Well, better, yeah, because it was better. Out. It's way better, this film. I watch it. It's better when you can watch it, isn't it? But the guy who did that, Yorgos Lanthimos, did uh, The Favourite. Yeah, that was is, all right. I, well. I, I reviewed I mean, that this year. Yeah. I've got a mate, Pete, and he, uh, he raved about it. I, 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 I like to think I got the film. Um, I like it, The Favourite. I think it's and really I liked good. it, but I don't, I don't think it was... It was it's it, not as good as Killing of the Sacred Day. It was yeah. just different, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, it was good, though, yeah. I definitely would recommend that if, well, if you've not seen it. I feel like his name's like Barry... Mengen or something like that. I'm Gary Mingin. I'm, <laughs> I'm probably totally wrong on this, but uh, Nick, can you check it there on the internet by any chance? Or do you not want to well, interrupt what, the recording? Looking. looking for the young lad from Killing of a Sacred Day. Oh, oh you know, no, don't forget it. No matter. <laughs> no probs. Place that inside. Yeah, I'll cut that in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I like Colin Farrell, um, and I like the. Uh, in Bruges and Seven Psychopaths and, and, and those ones as well. He is good. He he's can be rubbish, I think, but he can be really phone good booth, as well. He's a bit rubbish in money. I suppose. I like yeah. the film though. I don't mind phone booth. Yeah. yeah. I think I just like it just because I like films that are set in one location as well. Like I always talk about this film, but the uh, Alfred Hitchcock one, The Lifeboat. Yeah. Like, me yeah. and my nan used to watch that film together. Just stuck on a lifeboat for 90 minutes. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. But it was brought out. I think we might have spoke about it on a previous podcast. Maybe. And um, it, it got. It, it, it got criticised at the time for being uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock got criticised for being a Nazi sympathiser because oh, really? like, a, a, a Nazi from one of the other boats that had sank who jumped on a lifeboat they were being nice to him in it and saying he's still human but then in the end he does turn on him and he's a bastard like so uh, yeah. don't trust Nazis that's what that's what the moral of the story is that's a pretty good rule of thumb usually isn't yeah, it? I, I <laughs> yeah. yeah or you can melt them make their faces melt or something if you open the box yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark, like that. Uh, Similar to Raiders of the Lost Arse, another, another <laughs> film that I, uh, I've seen. <laughs> and Womb Raider. Yeah, very good, very good. One of your, uh, one of your drawings, that'll work, I believe. Uh, uh, I might, I might, might make, uh, that was Womb Raker, that's Oh, right. sorry, that's a different one, <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. 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 On uh, In Chernobyl, uh, Dyatlov, who's the guy from Friday Night Dinner, Yeah. in real life, it's all, obviously, it's a true story, course, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Dyatlov 
his son, I think it was his son or, or daughter, what his ch- child basically, died from radiation poisoning in real life. Oh, really? Way before Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. different thing. And people think apparently that's why he was the way he is kind of thing. Like it's almost like he doesn't care about radiation. Like, like he treats it like it's just an annoying thing or something. Uh, I so heard that. you mean the, the real guy who... The real guy yeah. who actually caused the meltdown. Yeah. His son, way before Chernobyl, had died of radiation poisoning. Or ch- daughter, I can't how, how did they? How were they exposed to the radiation? I don't know the details behind it. I, I only heard it. HBO released a podcast to go along with the show by the writer of the show. And on that, he mentioned all the backgrounds of you know, how it happened and stuff. They What's said the podcast? It's called Chernobyl, I think. It's oh, uh, okay. by HBO, an oh, official yeah, HBO like companion to the show. And he mentions on there how like the real Diatlov, he, he, he was a bastard, but he kind of, he was like that because of all these external factors that mm-hmm. made him that way. But I, I believe, like, almost like he had a bit of blame to do with mm. the, the child, you know, being ill kind of thing. So. You'd think, though, if someone, if your kid died from radiation, you kind of, the slight, the slightest mention of it, you'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, let's shut it down. You think, you'd think you'd have the opposite effect on him rather than, like, yeah. not giving a shit. Well, that's one thing you've got to take into account as well, like Russians... And not like us, <laughs> like the, yeah. They have, they've they got have, different ideologies, haven't they? Yeah, they have a much different ideology of life and stuff, don't they? And yeah. uh, remember that it's, we're not saying that like all Russian people are this way. We're not, but I think especially at this time in the height of the Cold War, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a different world than, than what we imagine today, isn't it? Yeah, especially with the with the with the, the control of uh, information and stuff that the, the, the government were. What they don't want to make themselves look bad, do they? So it was just like, like, um, like covering stuff up and like. Uh, I'm gonna get like really specific here, but there's one bit in one of the episodes where they couldn't use like a Mars Land Rover thing to clear away all the oh, graphite from the yeah, rooftop. Yeah, caused they did by the do explosion. that, didn't they? They used um, a sort of like lunar rover sort of thing. A lunar rover Have you noticed thing, that they've sorry, yeah. added an extra wheel in the, the, the documentary? Yeah, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah the, uh, it's six wheels. And so it's only four in real life, but they've obviously Netflix or yeah. whatever, HBO are like, ah, make it have six. Make it's, it look a bit more... Six looks more m- lunar like cool, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so in, like, in real life, like Russia were offered this lunar rover by Germany to clear the radiation, the, the radiated graphite off the roof, and Russia were that scared of being, of telling people what really happened, that they gave Germany a fake radiation figure to make it look better than it was. Germany then gave them the, the robot to, uh, the, to cope with the, to cope with that level of radiation, and because they'd lied about how bad it was, the, it broke. The, the, the rover breaks straight away, and it's yeah, like. Yeah. You've oh. shot yourself in the foot like you. The show must just makes out that like it just was never going to work kind of thing. Oh, no. The, the, do you remember the bit where Stella Skarsgård is on the phone and he's smashing the phone up? Yeah, yeah. That's because he's just found out that the Russians gave them a fake number. Oh, right. Because the Russians' own propaganda, they're so terrified of being humiliated that they would rather lie. They'll cut off the nose to spite the face. Exactly, that's yeah. perfect, yeah. They'd rather lie to the Germans and have the plan fail than just tell them the truth and, and clear the graphite off the roof. Yeah. Like. That's crazy. Fair, Why would you do that? I think the show does kind of um, look at that a lot, doesn't it? Throughout all the episodes, like the, the line every step of the way, just so One they, thing, just to save face kind of thing. Yeah, that's what, that's what, it, that's what this, um, <coughs> this sort of programme is, is, is trying to suggest. But I've also seen, I don't know how true this is, um, but 
Russia a bit pissed off with this documentary and it might not actually be 100% historically accurate. So oh, I suppose you've got it. You can only take what you can from a, 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 a fiction, well, semi-fictional TV programme. You can't bait. That might not be what actually happened. See, I'm, I take a different stance on that. I think it's probably 100% true. Russia don't just don't like don't the like facts it. that it's yeah. making them look bad. Yeah. So they're doing now what they did back, yeah. back then and they're lying about stuff to cover, you know, to, they don't want to be humiliated. That's a controversial... Uh, yeah. Idea, but I, it's possible, definitely possible. But then again, we don't know. I've not done enough research, so I can't really comment. Well, if Vladimir Putin wants to duke take, it out with me, I'll take him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the bets are open, ladies and gentlemen, if I'm, you'd like to um, bet on. I might take that out. I'm quite scared of Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I delete that out. We have to keep that in now. I'm yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that where, again, in episode one, uh, they're just so. They won't believe what's happened, and they're almost like in denial about what's happened. Quite childish trait, really. Yeah, like I feel like we're just we're just slamming Russia now, though. Well, it's their fault, isn't it? Well, yeah. It's not really. Oh, maybe, it's not, I want to try and be diplomatic. Maybe it's not Russia's fault. It's the, yeah, yeah. It's and there's, there's a lot of other theories. I don't know if they've been put out by like the uh, Russians or anything, but like, like there was actually a thought, um, purposeful attack by someone. I don't. Yeah. Know. Don't know. I can't remember who. Yeah, no. Who said uh, it apparently, was. some people claim that it was a terrorist attack. That, yeah, a terrorist yeah. attack, and it was purposely, purposely made to blow Is it, up. No, I've never seen any real evidence to suggest that that's true. But I mean, it might be. I've not looked into it too much, no. but I know it's a conspiracy theory, and yeah. that like it yeah. was. Actually I mean, some conspiracy theories are worth looking at and just make your own mind up, but don't bang on about it all the time. I've seen enough nine eleven documentaries now that I've made my own mind up in my head, and it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. We're never going to know, so... No. Same with the moon landing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it probably... It happened, but... Probably fine. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of weird... <clears throat> and I doubt Stanley Kubrick had anything to do with it, is what I'm going to say. Yeah. I know what you mean. But, like, in episode one of this, the... Again, the Russians shooting themselves in the, in the foot. They're getting reading. There's, like, radiation readings. And they're like, oh, it's fine. It's 3.9. Not great, but not terrible. And it's like, mm. no, it's 3.9 because the, the meter you have to... Test radiation only goes to three point nine. Like it's yeah. <laughs> it's way beyond that. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't care. I don't want to know. It's exactly, like ignorance yeah. is bliss, isn't it? Really, they yeah, don't want to bring in the nice meter that tells you up to like crazy amounts of what what what's the measurement of radiation? It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think no, that's no, what no, they say. It's a lot. No, no, the actual uh, just a lot of radiation. Miles per hour, that's, miles per <laughs> that's how they measure it. The miles per hour. They measure it in miles per hour, don't they? Do they really? Yeah, yeah. Is that true? No. <laughs> That, that's what I was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is it like is it kill or something? Or I feel, I feel, I feel like it's got its. Own it's got its own weird word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rontgen's. Rontgen's. Oh, it, it, it is actually a is Russian right? word, isn't it? Yeah, maybe that's it, why I didn't it, understand. It is actually a bit of a Russian word, I like think. R O E N T G E N, like Rontgen's. Rogers. Does that sound right? Seven Rogers. It's only seven Rogers. We'll be we'll be all right for ten minutes. Do you know what? What another weird thing that I thought. Everyone's dying of radiation poisoning. The special effects look amazing. We'll yeah, definitely. Um, but w- one thing that I thought was weird, having looked back on what's actually happened, do you know those four blokes? Is it three or four? four the three divers. In the, in the, in the, yeah, the diving suits. Yeah. They go down into the water. Apparently, one of them is still alive today. I think two. I think two of, two of them are still alive today. Yeah, so they're they the went the closest to it, and they're all right. So Yeah, just to, if anybody hasn't watched it, like at the end of episode two, they send, I think it's three people in it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Under radiated water. These are like, our bastards. These are yeah. To like they, to like turn valves off or something. Yeah. But on the understanding, they're gonna be dead. Kind of thing in a week. Yeah. Like. It's almost like you've 
do it for the country, yeah. do it for Mother Russia. So that's what the whole attitude is like. It's yeah. like we've and got the, everyone in the room sort of says like, I'm not fucking doing that. You're not paying me enough for that. And he's like, No, it's not for you. It's for for everyone. It's not for even just for Russia. It's for the world, really, because mm. it would spread further than that. It would. Yeah. It damage a lot of people's lives. Yeah, yeah. And they send these three down, and I'm sure at the end of the show, they have a little thing saying who survived and who lived and stuff, and I'm yeah. sure two of them are still alive today. How, like, yeah. how fucking weird. Mm, like, they went the closest to like the epicentre, and they're yeah. all right now. And they've survived. That's a big part of the show for me, <coughs> just the uh, like the heroism. Some people knew what they were doing, other people didn't know. But regardless, like uh, the main two guys are like Valerie Legasov and Stella Skarsgård. I can never think yeah, of the character's I can't name. Yeah, remember but his name. Uh, Legasov knew that they would be dead within five years just yeah. by going there. And uh, Stella Skarsgård at one point was like, well, we're here, we're fine. And he's like, no, we'll be dead in five years. And, and he didn't like being told that he gets told of his own mortality, reminded yeah. him, and he didn't like it, does he? And he just, soon but, regains his, like, well, composure. He, he regains like, his composure, and he still goes through with the task, and it's like, he didn't know he was going there to die, kind of thing. No, no. He, he still did the That's job. Like. That's because the media... There's there no communication, was there? It was need to know basis, sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I thought it was creepy. They were all exp- uh, complaining of uh, like a flavor of, of, of metal, metallic flavor in the, oh, really in the like mouths, copper as well. or something like that. Either that or the bleeding very slowly in the mouths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, does sound like blood, like in the mouth, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. It's horrible. Though. That's worth mentioning as well. The firemen who were first on the scene, you find them again in episode three. And the wife of the fireman who's pregnant at this point. Oh God! It catches up with him. The special effects are incredible. And like he's actually okay at, at first because they have that weird period where they start to feel better before they just get Cruel really worse. Yeah. yeah, I suppose it's all bouncing around inside. It's like being in a microwave oven. I suppose like the longer you leave it in there, the more. Yeah, you have that become. that weird little period where you feel fine, and then it's like. <laughs> I mean, I normally feel fine when I'm in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then at the end of episode three, the fine was de- deteriorated that much. It's just like a jelly bag. But I thought the special effects were the creepiest I've ever seen. Yeah. It's te- it's, this is, to me is like a horror film. This show, like, yeah, it's it's because it is. It's a horror film based on a true story. Yeah. I do kind of like the fact that a lot of the episodes are like standalone episodes. Almost episode four just deals with uh, the guy we can't think of his name dealing with uh, the putting down the animals and, and the pets. And that stuff. was quite a horrible scene as well. Wasn't yeah, like, when he like, finds that. Like uh, an alsatian with yeah. a lot of little puppies. It's mad to me and that. And the guy, and he, he, he automatically, by accident, uh, inadvertently alerts the attention to one of the other guys. He goes, What the fuck are you doing? Like, you need to shoot him. Yeah. And he just can't do it, can he? Yeah. Just, yeah. It's mad to me now that, like, after they went around killing every animal in sight, because obviously that's going to stop the spread of it, isn't it? But mm. um, nowadays, like, there's wildlife through the, in, in Chernobyl, isn't there? Like, it's returned, hasn't it? There's, like, yeah, days and everything all over the place. So, really, it was probably useless killing all them, wasn't it? See, that's what I thought. Apparently, there is actually packs of wild dogs and stuff, <laughs> which yeah. must have, obviously, they must have survived, survived to, to call, must have yeah. hidden during probably the, the culling. But maybe the fact that they culled them all is the reason why nature's now back there. If they hadn't culled them, it might have all just died. There'd just be loads of dogs and stuff knocking about there. Maybe, yeah. So that might be why. I don't think that's the the thinking. I think they they wouldn't risk their lives to... They don't care about the environment, do they? Oh, I don't don't think that's why they were killing them. They were killing them because those those dogs had the potential to go to the next town town, and then be radiated. Yeah, Yeah. But I don't think... It's not like if you... So if a dog ran in here now... And John, you got radiated by the dog, and it all went inside you. And then you were like, "Hello, James." And, you, and then like, this was a couple of days later. The dog's already dead now. 
Uh, and then I go near you, then is your whole body radiated? Or is it... Yeah, I could just pass it on to you. Yeah, know, I, don't, I don't think it works that way. Does well, it? I, I think so. I think it, it does. What, you just, it's like a zombie virus. Or yeah. ma- ma- really? Ma- or? Maybe it's more, the, maybe more the, the idea that, like, if these dogs go to the next town and they, they make babies there, then we've, we've got, like, dogs with, babies. Free, dogs with free heads and Freaky stuff babies. running around and stuff. Like, fall out. Oh, no, I think it's literally just, like, because the fireman's wife... When she's near, but she, the fire. no, but, but, I mean, but she, she she couldn't pass the radiation on, could she? Oh, no, no she's became radiated. She became radiated because she's just near him. In, like, yeah, yeah, no, I get that, but yeah. then she couldn't get loads of radiation on her, then run off, and then give it to someone else, and then it would keep spreading. Like it eventually, it would, it would die off. The, surely the because like unfortunately her baby like dies because the baby right. absorbs all the radiation. Fair, like the, I don't know how long. Do you know she had another of, child though. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, did that have weird face? No, 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 no. It was fine, wasn't it? It's still alive fine. today. Yeah, totally fine. But uh, apparently, apparently, like I was looking it up about um, her and her first child, she was told um, that that was just going to die, and obviously it did. Yeah. And the second one, they were told. I think she was told that um, it was going to, um, like, it's going to be fucked. Um, so we're going to have to chop its arm off. Just its arm. I, th- I think he said he's gonna have a fucked was up. Was he holding an apple? Gonna have to have like a fucked up arm or something. So um, gonna, but apparently, just it was fine. It was absolutely fine. It might come out with an arm. It might not. Yeah, they fought. They fought because of her, her radiation levels. Levels. She was gonna always give birth to radiated babies. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, but yeah, I think. I don't know, actually. I have to look into that radiation thing uh, in terms of passing it on and stuff. Yeah, like. I, don't, I don't know how it works. I'm not a, I'm yeah. not a scientist. I just assumed it was just like they, they didn't want to spread, like, say, the zombie radiation well, virus. I'm, I'm I just sure can't imagine it gaining power. I think imagine it eventually I don't think it gains power. I, think, off, I just it? think, but it'll be years kind of thing. Like so. Yeah, so your body, so someone someone got buried, they might be slightly... Like, like now, you could go to Chernobyl, I think, and if you went in that basement with the fireman's outfit, You'd come back radiated. But, but anyone time. near you would be like in danger of dying, kind of thing. How long for? Like, well, I would four years. I think I okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're saying these these animals that they were killing that was, wasn't that months later though that like they were still alive? Yeah, but the whole area's been radiated for like yeah, thirty years. Yeah, and I think true. I think so, so if they said if, no, if, no one can ever live there again. Now I don't think. If they, yeah, no, they can't. No. But, or maybe I think it's we, over a thousand years. Something, something stu- a stupid number. Like you can go back there now, can't you? We just can't stay. Hopefully, there, within they, civilization, they've, they've we could actually like, go back there. They've got maybe. like a massive metal thing over it now, haven't they? The, the dome. Oh, they've got a massive the, metal yeah, dome, yeah, right. and it blows my mind that that's only built to last two hundred and fifty years. So after two hundred and fifty years, is that just going to be melted away? Or I don't know how it works. Because like like they, they built it and they've, apparently it be, it's only yeah, lasting two fifty years. Well, apparently they've actually. I think it might have been like night in the nineties or the two thousands. They sent in a group of people to check on the um, the structural integrity of this thing. Um, it sounds like it's gonna be a really interesting story. This it's not, but I, I can't remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> But you, I, I you can look that up because that, that that actually happened. I just don't know what it what, what happened after that. In terms of it like melting away, I think it'll be more just a case of that thing is only good for two hundred fifty years in terms of like blocking the radiation. Yeah. So by then it's gonna be replaced it with something else. Have like, to put some over that. Maybe like, yeah, forever. Like the world just be covered in this fucking big uh, dome. Like yeah. Russian dolls, just big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that. <laughs> Not technically Russia anymore, but, but, yeah, yeah. but I like, like that though. Do you reckon the people in Chernobyl like the were? It was it was a good couple of days before they were eventually Sorry, this, this didn't evacuated. Even happen in Russia, it? did it? It was in Ukraine, wasn't it? 
It was, but it wasn't Ukraine. It was at part time, of the USSR. It was part, it was part of the Soviet um, Union at the yeah, time, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Like Europe. the people in the town, were they, but like, they, would they be radiated? Oh, like I believe so. So why why everybody why, on the why, bridge? Why didn't they have apparently. people shooting them? Oh well, they just got them out and quarantined them and so yeah, just just them waited up. for them to die. Probably they can't. It would look bad for business when they do killing. <laughs> yeah, but again, like that, they were like they evacuated those people after like one or two days. The dogs at this, the animals at this point have been like there for months, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they'd be very radioactive. If there were people living in those apartment blocks, they'd probably shot them. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah, yeah. They might. Well, um, they might have done. I know they, they, they genuinely might, be might have been people there yeah. that were like just radiated because like homeless people. That was like, oh, fuck yeah, it. maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that documentary, The Chernobyl Diaries? Documentary. Yeah, where, uh, people, <laughs> is it a zombie film? It is. Yeah, people go on holiday to Chernobyl and encounter a lot of monsters. Is this part? Is this a true story? Yeah, yeah. Documentary. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll give that a go. Check that out. It's just rubbish. <laughs> it's really bad. There's also a game called Shadow of Chernobyl as well, which is pretty good. Oh, really? I didn't know I'd heard of that. But it was Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, That's heard, a brilliant game. That's something different though, isn't it? It's something different, but that is a beautiful uh, masterpiece. Yep. Uh, just one other thing with episode four of Chernobyl, like my favourite bit of the whole show is the scene where Chris Finch from The Office has had to like round up like 3,500 people or something to go onto the roof of the reactor to clear the graphite off. And they can only have 90 seconds up there at a time. That's yeah. your lifetime. They've got to run back in and they drop the, the whatever it is. A, yeah. yeah, just leg it back in. Because the, uh, they can only be there for 90 seconds. And that's a lifetime dose of radiation. That so you're not allowed to go near Chernobyl ever again. You can't go anywhere near yeah. don't even but, but, Don't even buy a microwave in your house. I was thinking this though. Like, obviously, the sun gives off radiation. So, like, are those yeah. people not allowed in the sun for the rest of the lives? I wouldn't. I don't think it, it's that. I think it's just literally they can't go back to, the, to there again because the it's radiation a is that sort much. of frequency, probably, isn't it? But yeah. It, probably not good for you to go out in the sun anyway is it i mean i wonder if like that like they're allowed they just got to smother themselves in like factor, um, factor seven, seven yeah. million <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but like, that's my favorite scene that where they have like 90 seconds it's all doing one take and they have to clear the graphite yeah. off the roof i like that one other scene that i actually had to check to see whether it was factual or not was when the helicopter crashed into that um mm. into that structure when they were flying over and he was like don't fly what part of don't go over the top of the reactor? Yeah, did they did not you, understand? Yeah, like, don't fly over the reactor, otherwise you'll die. And they were, not only did they fly over it, but they crashed into a fucking do you, spike. Do you know, do you know that um, shot was done with practical effects? But they actually crashed a real helicopter. Yeah, apparently it was like a ridiculously dangerous thing to do, but they actually crashed a helicopter to get that shot, weren't it? And it did look good, to be fair. Yeah, like, I, for a TV programme, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That looks pretty good. It does look good. But again, like, what happened in that scene? Was it just the radiation melted the helicopter? Is that what it was? No, I think they crashed. They crashed it because of the steam that or the smoke that was. Oh, really, I, I got the impression that like the, like the lunar rover. They didn't have any sophisticated camera technology in the, in this. I, I guess though, like it could have stopped all the um, navigation, kind of all the like navigation that. machinery. That's why I well, I, I yeah, I just understood that the the radiation was that potent. It probably melted. It just killed all, the right? propellant yeah, stuff. Like, I don't know. It works potentially. That's the case. Apparently, like, there's loads of creepy stories about about Chernobyl. I was listening to this um, um, this video on YouTube the other day, and it's by a guy or a group of blokes called um, Scare Bedtime Stories. Oh, right. And um, they do like short, short, creepy documentaries. Most of them are quite factual as well. Um, like sort of like drawn cartoons, it's really interesting. And they did one about Chernobyl, and apparently there's this. It's called the Blackbird of Chernobyl, 
And a lot of people who were there at the day saw this like weird creature. Um, On the day of the, mel- of the meltdown. Of the meltdown. When, and then when people were, <clears throat> someone was piloting one of the helicopters, the one that didn't crash, presumably, if they could tell the story. Um, they saw this weird, like a giant creature fly out there. Like it's obviously like some weird story. And then there was like people who were saying oh, it might just be like a lot of uh, giant Russian storks lived in that area or something like that. So oh, could it just be one of them, or it could have been some sort of paranormal. Creature. I like that. They're like an urban legend of Chernobyl. I like an urban like, legend. Yeah, I like that. Very good. I've, I'm, I'm instantly thinking that it was probably like. Radiation getting into people's heads, just making yeah, it could be mad. Could be, yeah, that as well. I know that's the boring answer, but when no, you, no, definitely. When, I think when you were talking about it, I was more just, likely. I was just imagining yeah. that people would be like, uh, like the if the helicopters they're quite close to it, there, like that's got to fuck your could head. look like an it could be another helicopter, it's got to fuck my head, um, in some way, isn't it? I imagine it would, but yeah, it was a great TV show, though. I really enjoyed yeah, I, it. I enjoyed that five episodes, uh. Can't really give it a, a star rating. I, know, though. I mean, yeah. I think I'll just say I really recommend watching it because it's not too long. It's the right amount of episodes. It does drag a little bit towards the end. I think. think? I, think it, I, don't, I don't think. It, I don't think it gets any better. Really, it it, it stays consistent. I don't, I don't think it's not like oh my god, wait till that last episode. See, for me, episode four is my favorite episode. I think. Yeah, so. I think so. I think episode five was just like explained everything and tied everything up the nicely. Courtroom scene, like yeah, yeah, I liked it. Everyone got. Well, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to. It doesn't really matter. We <laughs> spoil the ending. Well, yeah, we spoiled it, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I won't give it a rating, but I will say it's the best thing I've seen this year in terms of movies or TV. Better than anything, any, better than any movie I've watched this year, yeah, easily. Yeah, and better directed. Yeah. Well, I, I can't def- necessarily agree with you, but I can't think of an example, so I yeah, have to so, agree with you. Yeah, yeah that's a fact. Yeah, that's <laughs> a fact. Yeah. Pretty good, that, though, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do, do we want to go into, like, um, do you know, at the end where it goes, tells you the what happened to the real people? And stuff? Yeah, you can do, yeah. Because, yeah. like, like yeah. I found it interesting, like, because there's a shot in, was it episode one, maybe two, um, where there's a load of kids and stuff dancing on, like, a bridge. Mm. Um quite close by and now that's called death bridges bridge everybody death, yeah. who bridge was on death. the bridge has all died they, now. they all died yeah. from radiation because well it the, wasn't the, just the, kids it was everyone looking at, but, at the explosion of everyone stood they on they the bridge dancing. to observe they the were dancing because it was like they were in snow it was like yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry i didn't remember everybody on the bridge died didn't they yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no one survived it's just terrifying absolutely terrifying and i think one yeah. of the people that was in charge as well he went on to um run another nuclear power plant he like did one Great. of the people that was like in in like to be fair responsible in fact he sounds crazy this but at least he's learned maybe learned his lesson maybe but was that the that wasn't the friday night dinner guy was it no, no. it was the other guy he got he but went to jail like his, didn't he? it was his boss yeah. wasn't it it was his boss that was yeah who was the atlov is that the friday night dinner yeah 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 and he, he died in jail like in like night 95 or something yeah yeah he was in jail the whole time after I that i think yeah. so yeah i wouldn't like to be in the soviet jail no, like a gulag or something. <laughs> You'd be eating goulash. Goulash. They call them gulags, don't they? Like the big, you know, massive prisons they have over there. Like that. I watched a prison documentary once. It doesn't like a nice place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Banged up abroad. I don't fancy it. I'm just wondering if that uh, that guy who went on to work for another nuclear power plant, if he was at Fukushima in 2011. <laughs> like, <laughs> that <laughs> fucking guy. Someone should look into that. Like. Yeah, they should, shouldn't they? Yeah. Double check. Okay, that was Chernobyl. Uh, so we'll just jump into what anything else we've watched this this week. Uh, well, for the last three months. <laughs> the last three months. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? 
Everyone's looking at yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the, I, I've I've watched a few old films which I've seen a few times, and um, one film I want to talk about as well is one I've never seen before, but it's a classic. Um, Stand by me. Yep, love yep. that film. Yeah, it's like it's got it's funny seeing all these actors that I've known from loads of other films. So like, there's obviously Will Wheaton. I've seen him in. Uh, um, Star Trek, Star Trek. Um, there's River Phoenix, yeah. uh, he's in it, um, there's another guy, who, he, he was a popular kid actor wasn't he? Well, there's a guy who plays the fat kid who throws up all the party, he's been in loads of stuff like in the like, 90s and I can't, my memory tonight is absolutely yeah. shot, I can't, he played a, a guy out of Scream 2, I can't think what it's called now, but uh, he, he went on to be a pretty famous like yeah. actor. There's, there's yeah. that other kid actor, you know, of the four children, though. Mm. Um, there's another one, and he's, he's a massive kid actor at the time, he was. He was it's not uh, one of the Corys, is it? Oh, he was a Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman? It might be Corey Feldman. I think it is Feldman, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah so it's it's funny seeing all these actors now that have, like, obviously been in, like... Oh, was it Corey Haim, actually? I think oh. it's Hel- um, it's Feldman. Feldman. I think it is, yeah. No, I... I I love that film, and one of the things that I, that, that I will say about it is that even though it's an eighties film, and some eighties films often look dated, I think because it's set in the fifties, that datedness just, yeah. just fades away, and you can just you can enjoy the film for what it is. Because yeah. not that I don't enjoy older films, but I think it's accessible to everybody because it's supposed to be set a, a while ago. You've like hit the nail on the head there. Like that's a great trick to do when films age because they look badly. Just set it 30 years before and make it'll it a period look, film. It'll look but it won't fine. age. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Like the Green Mile. You can watch that now and think, oh, yeah, that's yeah. 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must yeah. be. That must be what it looked like. Yeah. It's a really good trick to do, like, to avoid your film aging badly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was based on a book. It wasn't a trick that they employed, was it? But it, it aided it, worked, it in, in yeah. the longevity of, of the... But then again, I mean, there's loads of films from the 60s even earlier than that that still stand the test of time so. mm. but I just thought of I think it's a great film anyway I just so. thought of another actor but, um, Baby I can't remember what his name is but he was in 24 um, Kiefer Sutherland Kiefer Sutherland yeah. Yeah. Solid yeah. Snake the ba- new Solid Snake ba- ba- Baby Kiefer Sutherland wasn't yeah, it yeah. Um, how old is he in that I mean, he's only in his 20s by the looks of is it like 80s oh yeah of course and he goes why don't you go and fuck your mother some more? Yeah. That's what he says to him, isn't it? Yeah. Very good uh, dramatic reading, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's interesting seeing all these baby versions yeah. of people. Uh, it, it's similar to like, uh, it's like a similar age you mean in Lost Boys, isn't it? Yeah, oh shit, I forgot who was in that as well. Yeah, yeah. I might be totally wrong on this, I'm just guessing here, but I think it was directed by Rob Reiner, who Rob did Bryden. like... Rob Reiner? Rob Reiner. Uh, Rob Reiner, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did like... Misery, which was Stephen King and Spinal Tap and stuff like that. Oh, two great films there. Yeah, done some great. Uh, did uh, a few good men. Did some great stuff back then, but yeah, you know, no just stopped way. working. Kind I've of never, thing, I've never even heard of him. He's actually did some comedy acting as well at some point, but I've looked. It might not even be him to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. sure it is him, but Rob Reiner. I know all of those director. films, and I like them all. So. Yeah, but uh, and it's based on the short story by Stephen King called yeah. The Body, I think. I'm sure it was only a short story like this. You know, I'd, been like literally, I didn't and, yeah. know when I was watching it that it was Stephen King and then it just came yeah. up at the uh, credits. So what I said based on a short story by Stephen King. Literally, like, I think there's like two or three Stephen King films that I absolutely love and none of them are horror films. That's one of them. Mm. Um, well, it's funny, just, just to go on a, off a bit of tangent, Like it's funny watching Stand By Me 
the similarities with it in terms of the, the group of kids yeah. and stuff being in the woods and stuff I like that. I like, think maybe he got nonced up as a kid or something. <laughs> Just, he keeps going back to that kind yeah, of Yeah, he harkens back to that. I mean, I don't know if it was that, but I'm sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't that. But... <laughs> you know what I mean? <coughs> I, 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 I just remember, I'm sure he had some kind of childhood. I'll wait for John to finish. There's a couple so of other films that, that are Stephen King that I can't remember. They're like, um, that aren't horror films. There's The Shining is a horror film, sort of. But then there's, um, there's this one that we're talking about now. Stand by me. <laughs> And then there's one more that's I can't remember. Can you can you help me think of that? Stephen King. Sorry, the is <clears throat> a horror film. Yeah, I'm back. Did he, did he do a Green Mile? He did Green Mile. Uh, oh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Thank you. Yep. So my memories finally served me well. John, <laughs> you've got a shit memory. Uh, the the the, the, the sh- um, Shawshank Redemption and. Um, Stand by me. Stand by me. <laughs> yeah, both those films. That two of my favourite Stephen King films. That well, aren't what I was saying though is, that I think really. he like he did have some childhood issues somewhere. Yeah. I remember reading that he did something did happen to him, but I don't know if it was anything yeah. like as bad did, as that. Like. Did someone, was it Balloon Man from Warrington who asked him, "Does he want a balloon?" <laughs> Maybe it is. It was. Yeah. Yep. You've got a big hats off to the Balloon Man. Italian with it. So that's all about uh, balloons. There and you stuff. go. Yeah, Probably I mean. solved yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it's a good film though. So, what, what are you rating that out of five? Oh God, I, I want to say four. I yeah. say four. I'll agree with you. Yeah. Okay, okay, hundred percent. Right. Mr. James, have we got anything you want to go into? Um, I've watched, I've watched a couple of time travel films the yeah. past couple of weeks. I've seen. Um, See you yesterday, and I've seen which is a Netflix film, I believe. Is yeah, <laughs> it, it is interesting. It's um, like, a, like a social documentary, really, more than a. It's more of a drama than a sci-fi thing. Obviously, the, there is the sci-fi element is the fact that they're trying to go back in time to stop one of the family members from being killed by the police. But it's more of I think it's, Spike Lee has got some um, oh, sort right. of uh, involvement. In, involvement. He might be the producer or something like I that. I didn't know that. <clears throat> um, but it, it's pretty good. It's pretty well put together. I like the actors, like the characters. Um, it felt a little bit stagnant in some parts. And I get that the political aspect behind it, the, uh, the, there's a lot going on in America about black people and Race people with minorities and stuff, yeah. getting... Being treated badly. Being treated in, the, in a different way, yeah. Uh, I think it does tackle it, and it's it's the most unique spin on this that I've ever seen, and I, I implore it for that, definitely. Mm. Um, bit different. It's about a difficult issue. Better than Black Klansman. See, I, lo- I love Black Klansman. I liked some of the camera work and stuff in it, and it was funny in parts. I love the look of it. It reminds me of Boogie Nights, the way it was shot. Again, another yeah. film set in a, in a period. Yeah. So that it looks, it's going to look good. It still looks like, fine. I, yeah. don't, I don't know whether that's necessarily her intention behind it, but it just does in, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, by proxy, well. doesn't it? Yeah, but I, I love Black Clansman. I, th- I found it funny at times, scary at times. Yeah, I love um, Adam Driver. Adam Driver's well. great in that film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think one of the, I, I liked, um, uh, it's like a heist movie where he's got one arm. Oh, uh Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky, I really yeah. like that. He's great in that as well, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. 
Yep. Like him. He's all right in the Star Wars. <clears throat> yeah, films. good. Right. The best thing of the new Star Wars films, I think. Yeah. Adam know. Driver. I like him. Great actor. Yeah, not in the film I just discussed then, but. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> good though, anyway. But uh, I like the memes of him, of him being a. Uh, Darth Swallow. Or, uh, no, uh, I'm sorry, not that's right. funny as well, though. But Adam Darth Driver Swallow. is like a badly drawn drawing, a bad drawing of Keanu Reeves. And like, if you look at the, uh-huh. the two of them side oh, by yeah, side, it's shit. like, like someone's done a really bad drawing of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Adam Driver. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> someone's dropped the, uh, or you painted it on a, a weird puppet and it's got wet and. <laughs> mis- misshapen. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. So what are you gonna what are you gonna rate that Netflix film? Um, I'd rate it three point five. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's actually definitely worth watching. One of the better Netflix films I've seen. Uh, an honorary mention. Um, the other Netflix film that was good was Murder Mystery. Never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Completely different film. Move on. <laughs> um, yeah, the um, Sandra Bollock one. Oh, um, sorry, not Sandra Bollock. We say Bird Box. We've already we've talked about this. <laughs> no, no, not. Oh, <laughs> I was confused. Yeah, not Sandra Bollock. Um, Jennifer Aniston, Murder Mystery. Natalie Portman, The uh, Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation. Yeah. I watched yeah. Annihilation. I'm just I'm just comparing it to that uh, in the fact that it's. Okay, it's. it's I, a, I love that annihilation. Yeah. It's a good um, Netflix turnout, that I think. Yeah, is annihilation more along the lines of a film that wasn't made for Netflix but was put on Netflix instantly? Yeah, that's Netflix true. Bought, Sorry, so yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving it this justice there. Yeah, that's true. Um, but this film, though, this. Um, I'm not sure what it's called. See you yesterday. See you yesterday. That it's was such it, yeah. a difficult. Well, I just keep thinking of when they see us, which is the Netflix TV show. Yeah. I keep yeah. getting confused with the yeah. two names. <clears throat> okay, I'll, I'll jump into something if that's okay. Really yeah, quickly, yeah. just have a quick rant about the state of cinema this year. It's been so bad for films this year. Uh, Godzilla, Men in Black International. I, I don't even know where to start with right. the garbage films that I've Godzilla watched. Yet. Um, sorry, I've not seen the, the newest Godzilla. I should say, I've, I've heard that it's not that great, but it's I've heard rubbish. Men in Black is supposed to be diabolical. Yeah, th- diabolical. Like I watched that new Men in Black, and it was just absolutely like Batman and Robin levels bad. You know, it's oh, absolute oh, garbage. Oh. But it should make me realize how bad modern cinema is. And after watching that, I went back and watched like Men in Black too. Which I hated at the time when it came it's out. Not that bad, is it? Well, this is what I mean. Like I thought it was rubbish in two thousand and two when I watched it. I was like, "Oh my god, Men in Black Two is absolute garbage." It is pretty shit, to be fair. Like, well, but, but watching that now though, at least he used practical effects for some of it. Well, exactly. It looks great. Like I think some of it lo- looks really good. Mm. And these old films that I used to consider garbage. Two thousand and two is that? Sorry, two thousand and two. Men in Black Two. Yeah. Seventeen so years. So is that ago. shot on film or is it? Um, I think it was probably film at the time. Could yeah. have been, yeah. Probably was. Attack of the Clones was the same year, and that's one of the first digital films. So, and I think Twenty Eight Days Later is also one of the first digital. Yeah, that was two two years later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Men in Black Two, I hated it at the time. I thought it was boring, rubbish. Watching it again now with the state of modern films, I feel like if they released Men in Black Two this summer. It'd actually do like well because it's so much better than the it's crap like we've got now. Like the... eating a piece <clears throat> of, of dirt and then being forced to eat shit, and then you're like, "Oh wait, I'd rather go back and I'll eat go the back dirt. to the dirt." Yeah. I love that. 
But I actually enjoyed Men in Black 2. I thought, this is actually... I was way too harsh on it. It's actually quite fun. Yeah. And uh, on episode the same... Episode 1, though, still on the same level. That's Episode... Episode 1, Star Wars. That's still just as... I love Episode 1. Yeah. It looks great. like it's a great. child has eaten a box of Star Wars figures and then just I, I could not disagree them out of their arsehole. I could not disagree more. I love Star Wars Episode 1. It's better than Episode 2, I'll give you that. It's the best Star Wars one. Episode 2 looks as though someone's got some uh, figurines <laughs> and uh, jammed them into some shit. I agree, it's Episode smooth. 2 looks awful, like, but it's all shot digitally. Episode it, 1 was on film. Yeah, yeah. Episode yeah. 1 is a... It, infinitesimally better than yeah. the second one looks wonderful and Attack of the Dick whatever the third one's called that's rubbish <laughs> apart from the last like 15 minutes where Darth Vader actually comes out the... I like Revenge of the Sith I'm not... I used to hate him but I've, I've come around to him now I quite what like you mean him. it's like like it's like a fine wine it, they're mature it, yeah so after 20 years it'll be a you'll love it oh <laughs> god that, that'll be like the, high, the highlight of the uh, yeah the experience but like another example of this is The Mummy I watched The Mummy in 1999 and I hated it that year. I was like, oh, The Mummy is... Scorpion just... King, I think, is on Netflix, or it might be The Mummy... I thought well, we've reviewed it. Scorpion yeah. oh, King. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've covered that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, <don't> know, <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know yeah. to that episode. <laughs> the first film with The Rock in, is that? Scorpion King is. The first. Oh, it was in The Mummy 2 first. Oh, was it? Yeah, was then, then they spun him off into The Scorpion ah, King. Ah, right, he yeah. was The Scorpion King in Mummy 2, wasn't he? He was the bad guy in Mummy 2, was The Scorpion King. Was it David Hayter who did the screenplay for The Mummy... Or Scorpion King or The Mummy 2, I can't remember. I the, one the of them, maybe. The, 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 the other guy, other than David Hayter, to do the voice for Solid, Solid Snake, Snake in the yeah. Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah. Did, a screen, did a few screenplays. I think I he played did so X-Men. Quite a bit, yeah. The original X-Men film, I think. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure The Mummy or The Scorpion King. What, what, Mummy 2 or Scorpion King? He did the screenplay for that. But we, we like quite like The Scorpion King, I think, when we reviewed it. Yeah. And... The Mummy, I didn't like The Mummy when it came out, no. which felt like an Indiana Jones rip-off. But again, 20 years what, old now, though, isn't it? 20 years, 1999. And watching it now, again, I'm like, this is actually a, it's, it's, Service it's fun, it's yeah. okay. Like If they released The Mummy now, it'd be like the, the best blockbuster of the summer, kind of thing. You think it's better than Chris, Temple of the Crystal Skull? I don't think that, probably. I, I, quite, I don't mind Crystal Skull, to be honest. I don't mind it. I don't hate it the way people hate it, but it's not Me great. Me too, yeah. yeah. People get wound up too much about stuff, don't they? Yeah, but compare any compare any of those films, Crystal Skull, Men in Black 2, The Mummy, compare them to uh, Men in Black International, it's night and day, because they're so much better than Men in Black International. It's, How did they get away with it? Especially with... The- I'm sure, presumably they cost more money to make these days, don't they? Just the standard of cinema now. Just everything is rubbish. Like, Do you think Netflix, Netflix is is killing cinema? It's probably not helping, is it? I don't think. Probably not. Yep, just people, all. Are, people aren't going to the cinema as much now, but they've got just as much money as they had when they started out, surely. But this is the thing. Like, it does feel like people like... Because big studios bought all the franchises of Disney. They, surely they can make the best film ever. Why is Disney not making the best film ever anymore? Well, they've just made Endgame, and that's nearly the biggest film ever now. Yeah, but I bet it's shit. You won't like it, I don't think. No, I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't think I'd like it. You won't it. like it. No. I'm, I'm not the if biggest... If I don't care about... I mean, I like Spider-Man, uh, Enter the Spider-Verse, what it's called. I really like that. That it's was great. all right. Yeah. That was all right. We should have covered um, that. I didn't even think about that. And, <laughs> Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp was pretty good as well, I thought. Mm. I like the, the sense of scale on that. It's a bit different, in it? I'm not a big fan of Ant-Man. I think they're better than the other ones. Well, yeah, it's... Suppose. <laughs> I think from from an outsider's point of view, yeah, it, yeah, it seems better in my opinion. Yeah, you don't like the X Men films either, though, do you? No, I love the X Men. Oh, do you? Who is it? Is it you? I can't stand the X Men. I think they're <laughs> some of the better Marvel ones. I, I, no. I think they're absolutely 
garbage. Even though the only Marvel character you've got printed on your measly body is a... Uh, <laughs> Actually, I'll have you X-Men know character. that I've got four um, Marvel characters <laughs> so printed on my measly body. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that back. <laughs> but, but, but the one you were referring to, which was Logan, um, that's a dip... That's, is technically an X-Man, I understand, but it's Logan, which is probably the best comic book film out there. Yeah. X-Men film? X-Men film. Okay, so no, 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 X-Men I, is the best. It is. We all no, are no, all no, agreed. No. <laughs> no. But again, I watched the Dark Phoenix, the new X-Men film. What's that like? I mean, it's not absolutely I dreadful. It's like having diarrhea. It's one it of the worst X-Men films. Like. It, it sounds like what it feels like. Well, I mean, it, it's know. way better than Men in Black International. It's at least competent... It's just not as good as the other X-Men films. Like, Any of them. It's probably better than X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, Christ. <laughs> that was, I was just thinking, I hope he doesn't say that one. <laughs> That's the one film it might be better yeah, than. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, but the, the state of cinema is rubbish, so I've gone back to watching old stuff, uh, which is why we're doing True Romance is the main yeah, film. Yeah. But uh, just one of the films that I did watch uh, was American Pie. Mm. Again, from 1999. Interesting uh, choice. And I loved it. I mean, I've seen it. So I've not good. seen it for a while, but I've got nostalgic feelings yeah. about it. That, that, that's part of why I love it, just the, yeah. the nostalgia. It reminds me of being young and sneaking alcohol out the my mum's little yeah. thing and going the, trying well, to get into a club. Well, I was at the same, but I'm, I'm a bit older than you guys, but it reminds me of being 19 when it yeah. came out. I was like, oh my God, it was yeah, a yeah. great summer, that watching American Pie. Like, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. I'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I loved it it's uh again if they released American Pie this summer it'd be the biggest film of the summer you know like just, yeah, you're right the quality has dropped I, I, I agree and that's why people like Martin Scorsese thinking you know fuck the silver screen let's go straight to the little laptop or whatever yeah, it is to, straight to Netflix yeah. I don't know I just don't know about it well we'll find out at the end of the year we better get knowing about it I bet people if this podcast is uh, still available in the future if you're listening to this from the future um, let us know what uh, <laughs> might sound like old bastards now I don't know <laughs> but yeah I think I'm pretty much done uh, Nick have you got anything else you want to want to go into uh, like you I, I went in I, I started watching a few older films I went way well I say way bad <laughs> it's not way bad there at all it's, right. it's at least three years <laughs> it, it's it's relatively new in comparison to some films especially like like we spoke to today about like um, Stand By Me and that but um, Jurassic Park, I've watched a couple of them recently. Because yeah, we, we were having a good chat about them in the office, weren't we? Um, and, and I just had the biggest inkling that I wanted to watch it. So watched the first one. Um, fantastic film. Love I don't even yeah. think, even for nostalgia's sake, because th- that is my childhood <laughs> film, really, Jurassic Park. I think even from just a, a technical standpoint, it's a it's work of art, really. It's it? amazing. like it's... To pull that off in 1993 or wherever it was. Well, again, the effects with it, like, this is an example of a film aging really well. Yeah. Where people say, like, oh, why does the T-Rex look so good in the first Jurassic Park? Like, how, how were effects that good back then? It's like, because 95% of it... a fucking Jurassic... Exactly, it wasn't effects, it was, it was a practical it, it dinosaur. Feels, yeah. <laughs> and it looked yeah. amazing because he made it move and they puppeteered it in that way. It made a massive animatronic T-Rex. Like that, it wasn't all CGI, like... People forget that, and then when they watch like you know Attack of the Clones, they're like, "Oh, why? Why did this? Why was this years later and still look shit? A lot worse. It's like because yeah. they weren't building stuff. That was no. why." The... I think I, when people ask, like, when I say something like, "What film you on about?" Then about bad special effects, I will always say Episode Two, Star Wars Episode Two, it looks fucking disgusting. It's the, one of the worst looking films ever. Yeah.
I agree. But yeah, JP though, uh, still looks great. Percent, yeah. I watched the second one as well, and like they've definitely um, improved on the like effects, like because I, I think that they're, they're, they're also animatronics, aren't they? The second one, yeah, not as much. I think in all of the films, they, they're all even in Jurassic World Two. Not, not, not all of them because they've they've done like the uh, the. Uh, long necks and I don't think they're yeah not every not every fit. dinosaur is but, but like yeah. the, I think the is it the T Rex in T Rex and Raptors and, the, and, and yeah the yeah I think they're they're all practical and, they, and you can tell because they look real like yeah. from down the street like. but there are bits like say like Jurassic Part One the T Rex effects are like ninety percent real ten percent CGI. In the Lost World, it's more like 50-50 kind of thing. Like yeah. it definitely has a drop off. Yeah, but, but it still looks good though. Especially if it looked great. Um, yeah. Pete Postlethwaite, we're going back to him. He's uh, we repping his ends, aren't we? We're from the same yeah, same geographical uh, area. I think right? he was from like Padgate. Or, I think yeah. is that right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's a great actor, locally what, sourced. Well, yeah, Warringtonian. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's uh, probably our best Warringtonian. Yeah, definitely. Really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and he, he was great in the Lost World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I think both great films and and um, Jeff Goldblum, absolutely love him. Got a lot of time yeah. for him. Um, love love Jeff Goldblum. It's a weird choice for like Jeff Goldblum to be like a bit part player in the first film, just part of a cast, and then they just make him front and centre in part two. It's a weird like mm. a weird choice to push him you know, as the. Uh, I've got a lot of respect for Jeff Goldblum, but he's not been in very many films really, has he? No, he's been in a few Wes Anderson films and he's been in... Not like an English actor or anything. Not really, <laughs> but I think every, I think he's likable. I think he's a bit of a Keanu Reeves sort yeah, of a character but not, maybe yeah. not as big, I don't know. But. I was reading though, um, apparently his character in Jurassic Park, um, the first one, he was supposed to just run off like the lawyer and just like cry, you know oh, what really, I mean? Yeah. But but Jeff Goldblum went to um, Spielberg. It's Spielberg, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it, it was a, it's like, oh, do you not think I could like um, kind of like um, <coughs> have a bit more, like like, like have a bit of her- heroics and mm. um, like um, like kind of get the dinosaur to follow me, kind of thing. Mm. And, and and apparently Spielberg was like, um, no, fuck off. Um, but then like, later on, um, Spielberg came up to him and was like. All right, let's try that thing you're on about. Let's just give it a go, and obviously that's what they went with. Key yeah. moment in the film, uh, and, and that, yeah. that apparently was Jeff Goldblum's idea to uh, cool put guy. that in. Yeah, he was meant to be more like Gennaro in the book. Like uh, he ran off to the not to the toilet, but he ran off and got, got knocked through a building. And then they find him, and in the book he dies at the end from oh, his he? wounds. But then, because they knew Jeff Goldblum was going to be in part two. When Michael Crichton wrote the book for part two, he just said he brought him back to life for the book. What? <laughs> so if you don't watch the films and just read the books, this fucking guy. If you read alive. the book of Jurassic Park, he dies at the end of Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then in the next book that Michael Crichton wrote, he brought him back to life and said that he was mis- misdiagnosed as dead by the doctors oh, at the end wow. of part one. Like, I found that because... less believable than the fact that dinosaurs are alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Spielberg told him, I want Jeff Goldblum in the second film when you were writing the book. You're the boss. Put Ian Malcolm in the, in the book and that's what he did. That's what he did. What the fuck? So like he yeah. just... He just put him back to life and just said the doctors were wrong. I didn't Is die. someone going to bring Michael Crichton back to life again? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Might want to freeze him mm. for his DNA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, John. Oh, hello, John. Oh, hello, John. Hello, oh, John. Hello, John. Oh, hello, John. Well, that was something we were talking about at work. The, yeah. uh, that scene where John Hammond introduces everyone to Jurassic Park with a the little theme park ride. Yeah. 
the massive flaw of that is he's wrote himself into the introduction. So he has to be there anyway. He has to be there every time someone comes into yeah. Jurassic Park. Unless it's only like, it's only if it's like 10 people in that little studio. It does, but the park's massive. So that, that, every every 20 minutes, 10 people come more like, another 10 people. Not again. Like yeah. Maybe he hires like David Attenborough to come in uh, yeah. to, <laughs> to, to, come to, to act his role, his role yeah. there when he's bored. Get his I, I think um, you're talking about in the office DVD as well about that actor. I can't remember his name, but he's the large fella. Wayne Knight, who plays Dennis oh, Nedry. What a great yeah. guy. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a stick. Yeah, no wonder you're extinct. Yeah. That. He's my favourite character. He's a class also. character. Oh. He makes like yeah. a little noise on it there's, yeah. there's, there's a bit um, near the beginning when he's but I think he's buying the eggs or something he's uh, getting the money to transport the stuff out out of the park I love yeah, how brash he's like yeah but, but, but yeah. Like, like, like this guy's like doing his proper laughing his head off he's yeah. like ah, relax he's loving it yeah <laughs> He's just got this, his money. He's like, ah. <laughs> and it always reminds me because he's got, <coughs> as a kid, like, you know, you watch a film and, like, you, things stick with you about a film. Obviously, the scary bits will, but even just, like, his, like, I think he had, like, a quite a bald chin and then he, like, squirted after shaving the palm of his, like, sweaty yeah, hand. Yeah. And he's like, I've got that really strong memory of, like, oh, but it's an amazing pie. direction, yeah. Like, the, uh, he's surrounded by pie and food and he, he squirts out his hand to make sure the barbasol works and then just pops on a bit of pie like that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's great, yeah. Brilliant. I love, I love uh, Dennis Nedry and the the trappy sets for the computers. But it's uh, 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 you didn't say the magic <laughs> word. Samuel L. Jackson again. Yeah, please, <laughs> God damn! Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Ellie, the door locks. Shoot her! There's so many quotes. But uh, talking about door locks, that was something else I mentioned as well. Like the bit where uh, Muldoon, the park ranger, they're going around the park, and all the kids have run out the run out of the park to go and see a Stegosaurus. And Muldoon's back in the control centre going like, I told you we needed locking mechanisms on the vehicle doors. <laughs> it's like, he couldn't even unlock the doors. Like, We've got dinosaurs in the course. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't mess though. about Muldoon, you know, he's a... No, no, he's, he doesn't die in the book. He can bring him back, though. He's dead in real life, isn't he? So we can bring him back. Well, Muldoon is. Muldoon, yeah, unfortunately. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What a great guy. I've seen him in another film, and I was like, that's fucking Muldoon. Oh. He's right at the end of Lord of the Flies. Oh, really? As the kids are, like, being rescued, he's one of the rescuers, and it's fucking Muldoon from oh, Jurassic right. Park, yeah. Might be in the, in the universe of Jurassic Park. <laughs> Muldoon's turned Yeah, and then you just see, like a, like, a pterodactyl, but it's just been rescued. Yeah, it's flying past. He didn't actually see a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> what are you giving that out, out of five? The first one. Probably four, first one. 3.5 for the second. Okay, don't. I'd give it higher than that, but sure. I'd, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd, I I know like people have got a lot of childhood memories, but I'm uh, trying to look at it from mm, a different perspective. And uh, maybe some of the acting in isn't great. But no, I mean, I like Jeff Goldblum. Like, I absolutely look, adore that guy as an actor. Yeah, he's, I think he's, he's charming in that film. I, and, and even not as an actor, I think I love watching just yeah. I wish you'd have made more films in his prime because I, I, there's only a few, there's only The Fly. He went quiet um, after The Lost World. He didn't do much after The Lost no. World. I don't know why. He's he, been in bit parts with, like, he's, say, with he's Wes, Wes Anderson. He's stuff. obviously done Far uh, <laughs> Ragnarok a long ago, not long ago. And I think, oh, yeah. I think that film, um, he's very much himself. And is I he love, a big character in that? Or? <laughs> kind of. He's the collector. Is, is it worth me watching the, the film or? just for him or not? collector's brother. Am I going to watch the, the, that film for that character or not? I mean, probably don't watch the film for that character, but... Um, like I, I think in this film Jeff Goldblum is just almost he's got to the point now where it's just like I'll oh, just just do you just be huh. you and it just seems that like he's just 
It's just him being himself. Maybe in that's that why he doesn't get any roles. I don't know. Maybe he yeah. has a few roles because people who want that kind of character. <coughs> but um, I mean, he's doing another one recently and soon as well, isn't he? Um, oh, what is it now? Oh, it's another Disney film actually. One of these live action ones. He's oh right. Doing Hercules and he's doing like he's being like Hercules' his dad or something. Um, all right. the, yeah. Do you know from the animated films? Yeah, yeah. it'll be in the Lost World three, I think, won't he? But uh. Lost World, might, Jurassic, it, Jurassic World three. It, it, it might it might have like a bigger role in that as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, I, I I can't give it more than four four star because it it doesn't hold that much of a. Are you talking about Lost World? Just Jurassic Park. Oh Christ! It, it, he did another film now. Now it was in my head. And I've just totally lost it after the Lost World, but no, I can't think. It'll come back to me. <laughs> right. Great film. Yep. Right, guys, so I think that's everything uh, that we've watched this week. Have you guys got anything else you want to chuck in there? No, no, it's all good. Okay. Uh, we don't need to do social media because we'll come to that in a minute. So, uh, right, so that's uh, everything for this week. James, your last podcast, mate? Yeah, only for, only for a bit, though. I will be back in the, in the future. Mate, it'll be five months, though. So it's a long time yeah. to be away. So. It's a long time, but... Wish you all the best on your travels. Cheers, pal. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna miss you. Um, yeah, gonna miss five you months too. without doing this. This is such a good podcast to do as well. We'll be out of, pro- out of practice when you get back. Yeah. So. We'll worm our way back in again. Oh we? yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll get back to it. We'll so. Worm it in. Wish we're, you all the best, mate. Have a great time. Thank you very much. Have a good time. Yep. So uh, that's everything for this week. We'll be back in a few weeks with a uh, another movie. <laughs> okay. Well, cheers, guys. Oh, thank you. Right. Cheers. Bye. Bye.